Hello, fellow homebrewers. JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brew Built X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brew Built Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full two inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brew Built line of options and add ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brew Built X1 Conical Uni Tanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brew Built Conicals. You can trust Brew Built with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brew Built at morebeer.com. Craft brewers, beer lovers, beer drinkers. Get ready for an all-new experience in information exchange and beer culture. Your only source source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers from around the globe right to your home. You're not just listening to broadcasters. It's the Brewcasters. On the Brewing Network. Yummy German Hefeweizen. Mm-hmm. The very fruit of Dr. Scott's loins in, in our glasses here today. <laughs> Whoa, snap. I thought it was a Hefeweizen, not a Whitbeer. No, it's not a Whitbeer. What's the difference, anyways? Uh, what is the difference be- between a Hef and a Wit? One's Belgian, one's German. Wow. Uh, the Whitbeer uses unmalted wheat, and the German Hefeweizen uses malted wheat. I think we've never opened the show with a beer discussion. Yeah, what a weird thing to do. Wow. I tried to get us back on course with the sexual innuendo, but apparently went way over. <laughs> Good effort, though, Jake. Thank well, you. you said something about sexual innuendos, and then all of a sudden we're thinking beer. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I guess so. Now, I'll tell you what. What we're short in guests right now, because our, our couple of guests are running late, we make up for in, in good homegrown brewing network uh, folks. Because JP's hanging out with us for the show today. All out. Which, All out. Which pales in comparison to the fact... That Push Eject has made the trek all the way up to the middle of the desert to come and hang out with us. How are you, Push? Ah, beautiful Pacheco. And I'm pale. I'm pale compared to you, JP. (laughs) That's true. That's very true. You've made it up to sunny Pacheco from the desert, and uh, you've brought with you, uh, and this is what's even more important, because really we don't care about you, Push. Uh, Of course. But you've brought this uh, this amazing song you've written for the for the Brewing Network. You and Sven. Thank you. You're too kind. For the for the Brewing Network. So we have that. You didn't trust the mail. You had to drive it all the way up here yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's kind of weird. It's even worse. I just emailed it to you, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, so here's the song. I'll be there tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) And you're like, wait wait a minute. Why are you coming? Yeah. I've already got it. Yeah, thanks for the song, but... uh, I got a lockdown. It's cool. And I tried to give him the wrong address, but... (laughs) Didn't work. No, it's out there. I'm German. I'm efficient. (laughs) Did you see Push's luggage he came with? No. It's a cooler filled with beer. Ah, that's great luggage, man. That's all you need, right? I figured you wouldn't let me in the door if I didn't. Mm -hmm. You brought us some homebrew? One bottle. One bottle. But he brought like twenty bottles of other really fancy stuff. Really? Yeah. Well, from uh, from Brewing Network people, from JB Brewer. 
Okay. A bunch of stuff from New Glarus and from Jamie, and I don't remember his forum name. That they sent to you? Or? Yeah, we exchanged. Cali- oh, okay. Yeah, you know, I sent him cheap California stuff. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Sorry, JB. <laughs> the, run of, the run of the moon. Oh, yeah, yes. just, you know, yes. some damnation. Cool. Yeah, just some of that. Push, you brought the lyrics of your song, too? Because I need a chance to understand your song. Well, yeah, yeah, yes, I did. They're in the car. Oh, you do have lyrics. Okay. I'm actually going to say this, and we're not going to play the song yet. Why? Well, I think we're going to wait for the second (sighs) set. you got to build anticipation for these things. We need all our guests here, too. The new mix. And I'd like to peruse those lyrics myself. (laughs) (laughs) The new mix, you're not really going to need to read the lyrics. Really? No, Push did a good job of mixing it down, and now you can definitely, you can, you can get the whole gist of what's going on in there. Even me? Even you. <laughs> and, and, I mean, the, the lyrics will help, but, but you'll, you'll get it. You know how, it's kind of cool actually, when you listen to a song that you really like, you don't get all of it at first. Right, JP? You know what I'm That's talking true. about. I know like, exactly what you're Especially about. like punk. You're into yeah. the punk song stuff. You don't get everything at first. No. And it grows. Look at Boys Club. Yeah. I, I learn something new every time <laughs> I hear Boys Club. That's the farthest thing from a punk song, and it's like, oh, yeah, what the hell did that just, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and like a tangent. <laughs> and Push's song does the same thing. Like, the more you listen to it, the more of the inside Brewing Network jokes you find in there. So I actually would recommend that you don't. Read the lyrics and you let you let it grow on you. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's always gonna be a whole whatever. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, now so I gotta complicated. Put some effort into it. Oh god! Christ! Never relax. Yeah. You know, I learned something from that Donkey Punch song. Every time I hear it, see? Yeah, that's a, the same kind of thing. <laughs> I don't even know the Donkey Punch song. No, you do. Uh, you. It was on Lunch Meat the one time. Uh, Rusty Tromboner. I don't like. listen to Lunch Meat. <laughs> Whatever. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's you know the song about the uh, Arabian um, goggles. Arabian oh, goggles. Oh, that song is terrific. The, Sanchez. the flying <laughs> fist or something. <laughs> the flying. Didn't we make one up too? Flying fist. <laughs> I think I just made up the flying fist. <laughs> the drunken lep. The drunken leprechaun. That was it. That no, was okay. the one we made up. I'd like to take this opportunity to ask my wife to turn the radio off <laughs> <laughs> and uh, push an Annalise. Uh, I'm sorry, Parker and Annalise. You guys can't listen anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's true. Uh, they can because they're too young to know, and we're just uh, seasoning them for later. That's all. <laughs> Pushes ugly babies we're talking about. <laughs> oh, damn. You brought pictures, by the way. No, you know what's funny? After that show that I did the whole ugly baby thing, I got bombarded with pictures of people's babies. I told everybody in the chat room, send your pictures to Justin. Yeah. So Tell me my baby's ugly, too. They, <laughs> <laughs> the thing is that they, they did... But it didn't really prove their case. Uh, and I'm not saying that they sent me... They actually sent me beautiful pictures of their babies. They were all good-looking babies. But they were the ones that they're, they're really, like, made up and sort of doctored. And, like, they put them in their best... It wasn't, like, a baby picture. They, where, they, where they got hurl on them. It was like, yeah. It was like a model picture that I got sent from. <laughs> like, I've never it, seen a, a, a good-looking baby. You see? Yeah. Especially ever. white ones. Yeah. All right, I don't want to go to the whole thing again. Let's <laughs> not do that again. I just wanted to say that it was actually really cool that I just got tons of, uh, and they were all really good looking babies. <laughs> you, should, you should print those out and hang them, like frame them and hang them on your walls. So when you have visitors come over, hey, yeah. who are these kids? Oh, let's see, that's Push's kid. And then it's like, who the hell are these people? Yeah. All right, hey, Bub, you're on the line. What's happening, brother? Oh, you got to play the song. Come on. You can't I wait, huh? I, no, I, you should see. Oh, the anticipation. God. You should play like, No, he can't stay up that late. Play uh, like five uh, seconds of it. Number one, you, you should see the chat room. I mean, they're like they're going nuts dying for, for the song. How you doing, Bob? I'm doing great. Hey, hey, buddy, how you doing? Good. Are you, are you drinking already? No. What? Sober as the day is long. What are you letting us down for, man? Come on. You're bringing a week. <laughs> 
We got some of Doc's delicious Hefeweizen right here. It's whooping my butt. It's good stuff. You're I got more, me. too. Well, You're uh, telling me. And then the push is there. I mean, how much of a bitch does he have to be to actually come and show up? Yeah. When he emailed you the song, I mean, he's more of a of a Mike whore than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, well, I, I'm going to say this. I, I'm not going to play it, Bob. I'm not going to play it yet. But if you liked the the clip that he sent, you're going to love the, the full version. It's it's good. We're going to get a lot of mileage out of this tune. Well, I hope so. And it's uh, I assume that it will be posted uh, immediately thereafter. Very soon there. We can post it in the forum uh, immediately, I think. Well, the, all right, uh, Bub, this is uh, this is push. All rights are transferred to Justin and the Bruin Network, so whatever they do with it is up to them. See? 50 bucks, Bub. I'll give you a copy right there now. There you go. I'll Skype. 50 bucks. I'll Let's support okay. the station. I'll Skype going and I'll, I'll file right. transfer it to you right now. All right. Well, you know what? We'll just call it even for the store. Damn if it. that ever gets <laughs> Oh. Henry, you're on the line with the Brewcasters. What's happening? Hey, how's it going? It's going real well. How are you, brother? Well, I'm doing very well. You know, I just listened to some of my archives the other day and uh, realized you guys were wondering how the keg was doing because I, I was the kegerator guy. Oh, that's right. Henry, who won our first giant giveaway, oh, nice. the uh, the full kegging system. Yeah, tell us about that. You've been putting it to good use? Has it changed Hell your, yeah. has yeah, it changed your a, life? A, I have a chest freezer that I emptied of uh, food, you know, for beer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I've put quite a few beers through it already. I've got a, uh, a Scottish 60 shilling in there now and an apricot ale's going in next. Yeah, that's great. So it's, it's, it has changed awesome. your life then. You know, it has, but I still bottle a lot. Do you really? i more than I can drink. Oh, wow. so you want to you want to store it? That's a good reason to bottle. That's the only. Yeah, I had a bottle. question about about um, bottling from okay. my keg. Go ahead. Okay. And uh, I thought about getting a beer gun, but then I thought of another idea of um, putting my priming sugar into my keg, and and then immediately putting putting the pressure up to like five psi and then bottling from just my uh, Cobra tap. Yeah, a lot of people do that. You got to be careful about uh, getting. Well, it really wouldn't matter because uh, about the oxygen going in there. Right. Uh, the yeast will eat it up pretty quick. Right, because um, I've got the priming sugar right. in there still. Um, now, are you talking about conditioning it in the keg, then putting no, it in? No, no, he's just, he just using it instead of a, um, a priming bucket. As a way to mix the sugar. Yeah, he's, right. just, yeah, he's just doing it. Which I think would be a better way, because it's not it's only, it's only not exposed to oxygen when it's in the bucket. You know, obviously it's in the keg, it's under pressure. It's only exposed to oxygen when you're filling up the bottle. Right. I think I would, I would think that would be a better way to do it than so actually racking it into a bucket and all right, that. And so if I get a little bit of extra pressure, I should be able to just bleed it off in the first few beers, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, you cool. might want to even put a, a little length of hose on. And the Cobra tap and put it to the bottom of the of the bottle and fill from the bottom. Okay. And it'll help force it out without splashing it too much. Sweet. Assuming your hose will reach from the tap to the bottom of the bottle, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I, I've been I've been listening to the AC too. Uh, your uh, your comments on your AC, and I hope it's been at least tolerable. Um, I was the guy that sent the AC in. You, I, I do have a slightly larger AC unit. You know what, Henry? I I thought that was a totally. To be honest, I thought it was a totally different Henry that sent me the air conditioner. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> because I knew it was a Henry, but I really thought it was a totally different Henry. See, and that's why that's why this Henry is good because he knew that and he didn't correct you. You are such an idiot. I am an idiot. Because Henry, you sent us like the best gift that we've ever yes, been Henry. given uh, in the history of the Brewing Network. It's on right now. Can you hear it? Does it does it make any no. noise? Good. You can't if hear it at all. If that's, we got a bigger one, we'll take that. That's because Doctor's <laughs> got. It's uh, slightly bigger. I mean, it's not a lot bigger, but we're gonna stack up like three of them. <laughs> Just pump them all <laughs> in here. Do you have room for a second? Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> I'll send that one yeah. out to you then. 
Doc's like, yes, meanwhile, meanwhile, the, the 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 hot front moved away like last week. Uh, and you know what? <laughs> September, still hot in here. September's the worst around here. Yeah, we'll September. get that. We'll get that Indian summer. You seriously, uh, that whole heat wave thing that we just had here, Henry. You yeah, you saved you saved this show because we would not have made it through it without that AC. Yep. Yeah. It made it ninety in here. Yeah. <laughs> the hell I are you laughing at, Daniel? <laughs> so is the next should the next listener gift be for the bill for the. Uh, yeah, for the electricity that's bill. right. Yeah, the next the next great gift would be donating the uh, PG&E for us. Would be would be great. What are you laughing so much about, Daniela? Cheers to Henry because he's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is awesome. I wanted to congratulate Daniela on getting a silver medal too. That's Thank you so much, Henry. Thirty nine points I scored, and I heard that's good. How many points? Thirty nine. No, that's really good. Yeah. Wow, that's outstanding. Excellent. Yep. Thirty nine points. I didn't get to enter that contest. I really wanted to, but I did put six beers in the uh, Sam Adams contest. Oh, really? Wow! Good good luck with that. A couple of them really suck, so (laughs) the other four are good, though. Yeah, well, you never know. It's only an entrance fee, right? There's no entrance fee. Oh, heck. Throwing, and, uh, throwing ten crappy so beers. You can win five grand and have your beer brewed by Sam Adams. If That's you great. That's a sweet deal. Well, by the brewery, not by Sam Adams. That guy's dead. <laughs> well, by the brewery. <laughs> right. Thank you, Jay. Sam Adams is long dead. Thank you for clarifying that uh, Sam Adams is no longer. But his with spirit us. lives <laughs> on. Jay <laughs> <laughs> bringing it down. It is. We don't talk about death and dying around here. JP shutting down yeah. Henry. Well, hey. <laughs> I'm just letting him know. <laughs> Some people may not know. He's making it clear, man. You know, his widow listens to the show. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Henry, thanks, man. Listen, really. Thank you, Henry. You're awesome. And I'm glad you're enjoying the uh, kegging system. Absolutely. I think I might have to exclude you from the conical uh, competition. That's fine. I hate to do that. I just think it's fair, you know. Imagine Henry wins every contest we ever have. That would be great. (laughs) I I sent you a a JPEG of uh, my refrigerator. Which you probably haven't gotten yet. No, I've not. When I walked by my refrigerator and saw the word felt among the other words. <laughs> I just had to make up a little thing there. No, did, all right, did you I'll touch check it, it out. <laughs> must Which touch is the pretty felt. funny. Thanks, Henry. Take care. Thanks, right, Henry. Brother. That's a good dude. Doctor Scott's hero, right there. Very cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, Bob. I'm going to dump you too. Unless you got anything intelligent to say. <laughs> He's not even there. Anymore. He fell over. <laughs> yeah, I am. Right. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Are you still breathing real hard for no reason, Bob? <laughs> Well, there's a reason. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a damn good reason. All right, while He's I got bringing it strong <laughs> and calling in the show at the same time. Beer. Has he started drinking yet? That's what I want to know. Yes, I'm drinking a nice frothy beverage. There you go. Excellent. All right, just real quick, uh, while I got Bub here, uh, I want to give a store update. I saw a Bub updating it on the forum today. The store is 99.9% complete. The merchandise is on the shelf. Bub, i got to have you change the credit card options. Huh? So get to work. Huh? What's? Yeah, because because here's the problem. This is why the store hasn't gone up yet. Because I had it all ready to go. Because uh, you're in retard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's part of it. I've not. I've never denied that. But uh, I I went ahead. I figured in in a moment of not being retarded that I should go through the whole motions of purchasing one myself to make sure that it works properly. And uh-huh. the the only payment option it gives you is PayPal. You have to have a PayPal account. No, you don't. Yeah, go try to buy one right now. Yeah, go ahead. Buy, buy, okay. buy an extra large and send it to me. You I'm going to walk through it right now on the air. No, no, that's going to bore the shit out of me. Just <laughs> just go through the motions, and you'll see that all you can do is put in your PayPal thing. And I, you need to, I need, people no. need to be able to pay with their Visa and stuff. You see what I'm saying? You, you, when you go, uh, alright, you're a shit break. That's Let's, good radio. I won't hang up on you. I'm going to put you on mute. I'm going to go on about our business. Yeah, mute him. And you purchase a shirt right now. 
I'm I'm on there. I'm purchasing a shirt, and you're gonna charge my ass too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Bob, I'm gonna walk over there and put it on. All right, <laughs> yeah. put it, put it, put no, it no refunds, what? dude. Yeah. All right, while Bob's doing that, we do have a little bit of business to take care of today. Goodness sake, we've been—is this the first time we've ever just done a show? <laughs> dicked around for the entire uh, first few. Bob minutes. called you a shit rake, uh, which is awesome. <laughs> okay, today's show, our guest, and and he is stuck in traffic. Our, that, that's good, why we're dicking around. Good old California traffic. We've got Vic from the Bistro, and I'm not going to give you his last name because I, I, I can't pronounce it right yet, so I won't even bother doing it until he comes in here and gives me the proper pronunciation. But he has owned a, a local micro pub. He doesn't brew beer. He, he's, he just has a ton of micros on tap, and he's owned one for a long time here in the Bay Area. He was one of the, uh, he was right at the forefront there of putting things together, and, and, and he's been a big supporter of micro brews for a long time. He does a lot of festivals out of his place, and it's a small place. It's a really a small place in Hayward, and he and he really makes so much out of this place. Like really utilizes it. Like he's got this IPA festival that he has all the time, and uh, in fact he's coming in right now. So um, he has this IPA festival uh, that he does all the time, and it really it's amazing if you go into this place and it's kind of a smaller place, a bunch of great beer on tap, and you realize the amount of things he's doing with this place. And that's why I really wanted to get him in here and, and talk to him about the whole uh, micro pub phenomenon with him. And yeah. we'll say hi real quick, uh, and then we'll get into it after the break. Vic, you made it, buddy. How are you? Uh, good to be here. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, glad you got stuck in a little traffic. Yeah. So, uh, well, yeah. No worries. We've been making fun of you and your family for right. the whole first uh, few minutes. <laughs> They're pretty funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. We haven't. I've been saying nothing but good things. Um Hang out for a little bit, and we're going to talk all about how to run a successful micropub with you, and certainly about the festivals that you have coming up, and, and how you even do all of that. Our listeners really want to know uh, about your biz. Great. So, Sounds good. Uh, thanks for coming in. Uh, Sean O'Sullivan has arrived with him as well uh, from the uh, from the free show, fresh off the free boat. How are you, buddy? Uh, I'm doing well. That was a nice little drive over here. Yeah? Yeah. Did you get lost? I had to make a detour. Did you? Yeah. Was it a detour for beer? It was, actually. <laughs> Was it a booty call detour, Sean? <laughs> how, come, how, come that, how come that never comes up on the FM show? <laughs> yeah, how come I do nothing but insult you on the FM show? No, no, the, uh, uh, those comments. The booty call comments? Because <laughs> I want everyone in the Bay Area to know that I get ass. <laughs> but on the internet, no one cares. Wait a minute, why am I sharing a mic with JP right now? <laughs> That's the ultimate hey, insult. Looks like Sean got a haircut. <laughs> you paid somebody it's for that? Week one to pay. Yeah, I was to say, you paid somebody to do that to your head? It's because we spent that three-hour show making fun of his enormous head. <laughs> he went to... You know what? It, it does make your head look a little smaller. I am proud of my head. <laughs> so it, is JP. It was a booty call, wasn't it? It smells a little funny over here now, Sean. <laughs> Push. He wants to smell now Get those finger. fingers out of his nose. All right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, the other thing we got to get done here in the beginning before we get into the to the, the good stuff is... Uh, well, this is good stuff uh, for... for some uh, brewcasters. It's all good uh, stuff. The competition, <laughs> the uh, Southern California homebrew competition. I got Christian on the line with us too, who was the organizer of the entire event. Christian, hey fellas, what's going on? Uh, hey, you know, just doing the beer show thing. And how are you, brother? I'm doing good. Hey, it's a th- nice day today. Thanks for the early heads up uh, last week. Oh, you're very welcome. Yeah, that you was guys very did nice. really well. You know, uh, for I didn't really get a chance to look at Justin's score <laughs> before. Uh huh. And. The way you were talking about it before, I thought you were going to have like a horrible beer, but you actually did pretty well. Yeah, they said it was. You know what? They said the same thing Jamil said they were going to say, which is odd, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, they Imagine said that, that, it, right? they said it was a nice, clean beer, yeah. but not to style. It just didn't fit. Somebody said I should have put it in as an English pale, 
in one of the comments. Well, you know. Yeah, so. Yeah, you should have doubled or tripled entered it, but, you know, next time, and, you know, it's your first one, so you're no longer a uh, competition virgin. Exactly. So uh, that's a very important step. That's true. I agree There's with no you. going back now. Don't tell my mom that I'm not a virgin. <laughs> I'm sure your mom knows you're a whore. <laughs> I'm sure she does, too. All right, well, here's my plan. I want to read through a couple of uh, the score sheets that you sent us. Oh, very uh, cool. Uh, so that we can, uh, you know, know what happened. And we'll start with mine because, you know, we should start with shit and move up to the good stuff, right? Oh, come on. <laughs> so this is my first ever beer score sheet. And, Doc, I've got yours, too. Uh, and I've got Daniela, so all three of our score sheets are here. You I got to—you didn't even ask me if I wanted it red on there. No, I didn't. But you—you uh, <laughs> you know, as an employee of the station, you don't get that luxury. Right. As long as, <laughs> when you ask somebody, they have the opportunity to say no. So yes. So I don't ask. It's better to apologize later. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, so here we go. There are let's see five uh, five main scoring categories. The first one is aroma. Out of 12 points, I got an 8. 8 out of 12, and they said that I had a light malt aroma with mild esters. Which, uh, I think for, you know, it was kind of, it was kind of the style. That might have been the only part that was okay yeah. for the style. Uh, the next one is uh, appearance. Now, appearance I did real well on because this beer actually, I, it's the only beer I've ever aged this long because I, it was the only beer I had to send into this competition, so I knew it had to last. I don't think you've ever seen a clear beer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> did Doc filter it for you? This one, uh, no. It, it no. didn't even get filtered. This one, um, no, this one was cast conditioned and then just sitting in the uh, in the kegerator for for a long time. So anyway, I got lots of high. I got two out of three light copper in color, brilliant clarity. That was my that was the best comment that I got. Brilliant. Yes, of of all the comments that were made, that's my good I think one. That's the closest <laughs> to brilliant you're ever gonna get. Yeah, I'm gonna make a T-shirt that says brilliant clarity because that's as good as it gets. As you should. Uh, and very good head retention. Mm. <laughs> uh-huh. He's a head. <laughs> My beers give good head. It's amazing. Uh, flavor, out of 20 points, I got a 10. Mm. Half, you know? That's tough with the flavor. Residual sweetness, <laughs> mild lingering bitterness It was is the comments for that. Mouthfeel, yeah, you know, I guess. I, I guess out of style, you know. Uh, Mouthfeel, three out of five points. Medium bodied, slightly stronger carbonation than the guidelines suggest. I guess it was a little overcarbonated, and I think my other score sheet says that also. Uh, overall impression, six out of ten points. A good beer, very drinkable. Uh, my total score on this score sheet, twenty nine. This is not bad. Twenty nine out of uh, fifty. That's not that's bad. Not bad at all. No. no. Nope. Like that's pretty no. good. All right. Well, that's a you decent. Know, that's anything, a decent beer. I'll take your word for it. You know, in the in the lower left, you've got those outlines of the parameters. Yeah. You know, of what you know is outstanding, excellent, very good, good, fair. So you're right in there. Okay. You know, and, and, and it's not bad at all. It just was, you know, out of stuff. Here's another one. My my second score sheet: uh, aroma six out of twelve. Substantial flowery hop aroma, mostly sweet. English fruitiness. Hops uh, overshadow the malt, and that was not to style. They said. Uh, so a little too hoppy, I guess. Appearance on this one: three out of three. Light copper, creamy head. Um, and brilliant clarity. Very nice. Two brilliant. Yes, yeah, see? A lot of these judges write like doctors, I want to point Brilliant! Out. Uh, <laughs> flavor, 9 out of 20. Uh, another carbonation, they said it had, uh, let's see, uh, uh, had carbonic bite from excessive carbonation. Uh, and the beer was too big for the style. 
Uh, Did was, you expect that going in? That it would be too big. You know, I, I expect... Was it too big for the sun? Yeah. What was your final gravity on it? Uh, I don't know. Do you remember? No, oh, I don't remember. Okay. Um, you know, I don't know that it was too... I, I think that it, sh- it just was super caramelly, like lots of body there going on. Oh, okay. Um, it's, actually, here it says, caramelly sweet, but not excessive for balance. Good malty, biscuity, English character. Yeah. <laughs> was John in on that? Yeah, must have been. Biscuity. Lots of English fruity character. Hot bitterness substantial, pleasant and lingering, um, but still... Balance with the sweetness, I think it says. Uh, finish. I don't know. I can't read now. I think it says something about you the know, size it's of my pants. Yeah. Well, they're getting hammered. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mouthfeel two out of five. Over carbonated. Uh, big body too big. So you says. might you might want to work on that carbonation. Thing. Yeah. I guess yeah. What are you so. taking away from this? What are you going to change about your process from this? Oh, I got to change stuff. Uh, overall well, you impression. don't have to change anything. Yeah, I'm just going to stop giving it to judges. That's what I'm going to change. <laughs> stop letting people evaluate that's, it. That's the best way around that. Overall impression, 5 out of 10 on this one. A very drinkable bitter, but overcarbonated and has too much caramel and is too big. I should have entered as English pale ale, reduce caramel, and make a smaller beer for this style. No apparent flaws except style, 25 out of 50 points. There you go. That's good mm-hmm. advice. So, yeah, no, that is good. That, that, was, that was too And that's, that's a total, what, your average is 27? Yeah, I think so. So you got a bronze certificate? Do I? Does that is I don't know. Is there one in the mail to me? Ooh, yeah. Got a certificate. You get something, (laughs) Daniela. (laughs) You get a certificate. (laughs) (laughs) Daniela gets like a car, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, here's Daniela's first one. It was for the Blondale. Uh, Aroma out of twelve points, eleven. Yeah. That's pretty good. Light, fruity, sweet, smelly malt uh, noted as well. No hop smell detected. Uh, I noticed on your two sheets you got dinged for your appearance. Uh, they said it was cloudy. Uh, a- <laughs> Sean is angry about that. Uh, <laughs> one out of three on appearance. Uh, very pale golden color. Slight um, retention, but... Uh, I think uh, I think that it says the head's not lasting very long. Something uh, yeah, head, head goes away when poured. What a lie. Um, <laughs> yes. Very very clear and clean flavor. Out of twenty points, eighteen. Wow. <laughs> nice. Yeah, like that's amazing. That huh? uh, it says has soft malt sweetness. One would expect very light hops. Noted carbonation is about right for the style. Mouthfeel out of five, three out of five. Light to moderate body, uh, well balanced between fruit and malt, quite smooth, zero bitterness. Overall impression out of ten points, Daniela? Eight. Nice. It very says, good. A very drinkable, not very aggressive beer. Seems to fit most of the style yeah. guidelines, but the color could have been a bit darker, they said. Okay, what am I going to do about that? Mm, you'd have to change your... Use all Pilsner malt. So you'd have to change... Your next one, the one that's in the kegerator now, <laughs> that you added the the Munich malt to it, darkened right up, didn't it? Are you guys working stuff up on a computer before you brew it, or are you just kind of? He doesn't know how. We just kind of do it. You know, we do work <laughs> it up on the computer, but it doesn't mean anything to us. <laughs> oh. Well, there you go. Yeah, I, I, we did a little tutorial after last week. We're gonna do another one tonight. Yeah. What on ProMash? Yep. Yeah, ProMash. Yeah. You know, if you start doing that, you're really gonna know. Mm. It's like Jamil says. You know, if you just keep if you're using the same equipment. Yeah. The same stuff, and you keep doing it over and over again. You're just going to get that process down completely, right. and you're going to know exactly what you're going to get before you brew it. So true. Forty-one out of fifty points on that judge's sheet. 
Wow, really? 41 wow. out of 50. Yeah, How good is that, that huh? That judge liked my beer. Yeah, who dragged you okay, I asked you, did you send your picture in, too? No, you said, on the appearance, I have to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your second score sheet. Uh, at, uh, aroma, 9 out of 12. Sweet malt along with a definite cooked corn aroma, otherwise clean. No hops or uh, other flavor defects. That's true. It definitely had the uh, that corn flavor, but that's what you were going for because right. you wanted it to taste like a Hellas. Right. We just entered it as a Blondale. Okay. I wonder what would have happened if we entered it as a Hellas, actually. Should have. It would have been interesting. Just, yeah. just to find out, right? There's only one way to find I out. St- really. I still think you should have put that Bach in that you have that you hate in there. I hate that Bach. It's, it's what does she like about it? Uh, she thinks it's too strong. and It's, it's, it's strong for a Bach. It's gross. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, and that's what it is. It, it tastes like a Maybach. It's a strong No, but I, I don't want the alcohol to be so dominant in that flavor profile. Then don't brew a Maybach. No, but that's not a right <laughs> Bach to me. She didn't. I didn't. I didn't. She didn't How brew a Maybach. She ended up with a Maybach. What's that, Christian? How long has it been lagering? Um, a couple weeks. Yeah, it's actually weeks, getting. I think. It's, it's getting, getting much better. better. Yeah, but it's keep still. Keep it for next l- year. We'll try it later on. The, keep it. For, have you ever listened to this show <laughs> before, <laughs> Christian? All right, uh, we'll try it a little bit later in the show. Okay. Uh, appearance: one out of three. Somewhat cloudy, pale straw. Uh, pear, pale straw, yellow. Almost no carbonation. Looks flat. Very light, foamy head. Um, Maybe he got a bad bottle. Yeah, it could have been because the other one said carbonation was was right. right. Um, f- uh, so one out of three for that flavor out of twenty seventeen. Malt flavor dominates. Very refreshing and clean taste. Somewhat dry at the finish. Flavor lingers. No significant aftertaste, which are all the things you were going for. Right. Mouth feel three out of five. Light medium body. Some. Uh, oh, some creaminess, light medium carbonation that stimulates the tongue. A bit astringent on the back of the tongue. He said. So. Not sure about that. Overall impression out of 10 points, 7. 7 out of 10. I really enjoyed tasting this beer, he says. Best best served cold on a hot day. Malt flavor combined with lighter body and sweet aroma made it a pleasant experience. Try for some more substantial carbonation head and clarity. A cleaner yeast would make make that and big... uh, I don't know what he's saying. Cleaner yeast about big aroma, much sweeter. He recommends using US 56 or Cal Ale. You did use Cal I did uh, use Cal yeah. uh, And he also says to, to lager it cold, but it also lagered for months. It so did, it, for like the, three the, months, I think. So the clarity issue had nothing to do with, with lagering at that point. Um, and he said to use a yeast starter. Terrific job. And he says thank you. He actually wow. gives a thanks for letting him uh, judge that beer. Yeah, that's a big compliment right there. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, 37 out of 50 from him. That's, a n- that's really nice. So score. that brings me to a 39 yeah. on an average. That's great. Yeah, that's really... Good enough to, for a second. That, it's was a, that was a really competitive uh, category. Too. Yeah. Certain so, uh, categories are just tough going. Yeah. yeah. And I was the only girl who entered, right? At all? In the whole comp? I think so. No, wow. well, no, not in the whole comp. No. Well, did, oh, really? JP? There was another girl? Well, there was a Bianca, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah, Bianca was there. That's there was true. Bianca and, um, the wife of one of our listeners. And I think there was an Emily, too, like a, maybe uh, like a couples, couple couples did hmm. stuff together. Okay. Very cool. So you can enter as a team? Yeah. Sure. We should team up, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> you, you guys should. Because, because I need the help. <laughs> well, your, your score sheets were kind of exactly the opposite. Right. You That's had the true. clarity. She had the... Yeah, that's true. We're gonna brew awesome beer. We're gonna balance each other out. Dan- Danielle will brew, and then uh, and then Justin will carbonate. That's right. There you go. There you go. Team. team. How come I get the shitty job? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're a shitty person. Because you're the cellar master. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Doctor Scott's uh, gold medal winning coconut stout. 
Whoa, look at that. Yeah. Aroma, 6 out of 12. Light coconut with coffee tones. Appearance, 2 out of 3. Dark brown with a slight uh, ruby? Yeah, probably. Okay. Uh, dark brown with slight ruby. Good head. Uh, Ooh, tan brown okay. head. And good retention, too. So you give good and long okay. head, Doc. Man, I'm retention. <laughs> Was there ever any doubt? Yeah, of course. I'm retentive. <laughs> <laughs> Flavor out of 20 points, 13 out of 20. Coconut noticeable but light. Malty sweet roastiness, nice balance. Mouthfeel, 4 out of 5. Nice carbonation and body, creamy. Overall impression, 8 out of 10 points. Very nice balanced stout with light coconut. Nice aftertaste. Total score, 33 out of 50 from this yeah. one. So that's pretty wow. good, Doc, that's huh? Great. All right, let's see your other score sheet here. And that was gold in which category? Uh, the sp- vegetable Special spice. Yeah. yeah, right on. Spice, herb, vegetable. Spice, herb, vegetable, exactly. Yeah. Okay, your second score sheet here. Aroma, 10 out of 12 points. Very slight coconut aroma accompanied by malty sweetness. Appearance, 2 out of 3. Very dark, slight ruby tones. Nice tan head. Flavor, Second. 17 out of 20. The subtle coconut flavor from the aroma f- uh, follows through. Just as subtly in the taste. Stout um, stout roastiness is also present. Nice balance to these flavors. Mouthfeel, 4 out of 5. Creamy, medium mouthfeel, appropriate for stout. Also a clean finish, free of any astringency. And overall impression, 7 out of 10. A very nice beer. Says, personally, I would like a bit more coconutty taste, but that's just me. His score, 40 out of 50. Nice. Yeah. That's and, good. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I brought a 22 uh, with me, so we'll we'll bust it out in a minute. I was just going to ask. Yeah, okay. I got one with me. All right, very good. And, and you've taken first with this in other competitions, right? Uh, hmm. It's been a while since I pulled this one out, but yeah. Uh, it was three, four years ago I did that same thing. Yeah. So this is the tested winner. Yeah. It's awesome. Okay, how about a little it's bit? A crowd pleaser. It really I've is. got some stats here that Christian sent me from the uh, the Brewing Network in the competition overall. Uh, Christian, I don't have this. Do you have the exact number of medals that the BN won? Yeah, I went through the list. Okay, and I've got twenty four medals. Twenty four medals. Twenty four medals from the Brewing Network, folks. Wow. Yeah. So it's roughly about a third of all the medals. And one third. bronze certificate. Let's just say. <laughs> so, uh, let's not forget about that. Yeah. <laughs> You know, certificates are a lot more. We're using the um, uh, uh, BJCP gives you kind of like a competition handbook to organize a competition. Okay. They've got guidelines for who gets um, certificates for what because, you know, not everybody can win win medals, but they still have a really good beer. Right. You kind of want to give as many positive much positive reinforcement as possible. I appreciate that. It's like uh, it's like taking us kids on the special bus out for ice cream. No, it's not like that. Ice cream! <laughs> <laughs> I thought they just licked the windows. <laughs> they called it ice cream. Uh, okay, so how many, sorry, how, was it 23? Is that what you said? How many medals we got? It was 24. 24, so, yeah. 24. And a certificate. 24 medals. Uh, okay, I've got some stats here. Um... Okay, of the coupon entries that were used, because Christian did a whole coupon thing to encourage people to uh, to compete, which I think was a great idea. Uh, of all the coupons turned in, let's see, uh, 56% of them were from the Brewing Network. That's right. Yeah, 56% of all coupons, which goes to show that not only our listeners did they like to participate, but they're cheap. Yeah. <laughs> and they can, and they can read. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. 
Many of the Brewing Network entries uh, were from outside the Southern California area, which is where the competition was held. Uh, primarily in Northern California and all across the U.S., including from Hawaii, Louisiana, Tennessee, and Kansas. Yeah. So lots of Brewing Network people from all over the country. Uh, Guys so I, w- I was working with, you know, that were uh, that had done the competition before, because this is the first time I've organized. Mm-hmm. They were looking at... Uh, the entries we were getting in from across the country, yeah, and they'd never seen anything like it before. Really? And what makes it even more impressive is we used to get, um, I was talking to them since I talked to you last, and I told you, you know, way back when we got about 300 entries, and it used to be that we would get 100 from Snafu in, uh, in uh, Nevada. Okay. And uh, apparently they don't really exist anymore. Gotcha. So this is about, you know, we're back where we used to be. We put you back on top. You put us back on track. Yeah. Oh, definitely. All right. That's all the Brewing Network listeners out there, and you guys are awesome. So they are. They I are. just wanted to give you a, a, give everybody just a little bit about uh, how much uh, other BNers actually participated. So if you felt like you were the only one who, who signed up there, you weren't. There was a huge number of people. Yeah, that's great. I think, uh, let's see. Out of over, out of 209 entries, 104 of the entries took advantage of the competition coupon, which gave them all a dollar off. Um, so coupon entries accounted for about 50% of your entries there at, yeah, the, that's right, yeah. at the comp. So that's pretty cool. That's yeah, that was kind of neat. Awesome. It's, you know, more importantly, it was just kind of a way to track the way the people were hearing about the contest. Yeah, exactly. And I wanted to know where, where our, our entries were coming from and what to do. Yeah. You know, like I said, I've never done this before. I want to know what to do next year and how it would work. Right. So, um, See, it really helped. I want to do a whole thing. I'm short on time. I really want to do a whole thing with you about uh, organizing the competition. So, well, anytime. All right, let's set up another phone call for that. Um, I do have a question that came through from the chat room. Sure. To, um, oh, hey, and I'm looking at a note right now. Sven, the maker, the, the co-creator of the song <laughs> that we're going to premiere today, uh-huh. uh, also won a silver with his IPA in your competition. Oh, awesome. So what, another one of our listeners here. Congratulations. That's a very category right there. Yeah, that's right. That's a huge category, that's the IPA. Category, probably our biggest. Nice work, Sven. Why do you think his parents named him Sven? Because it's a good German name. Because he was an ugly baby, probably. He's American, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but they didn't. They didn't name him Sven. No, that's his username. Yeah. Oh. Oh. So he named himself Sven. (laughs) Which is even weirder, right? Yeah. Yeah, it kind of is. No, I don't think he did. (laughs) I, I forget the story behind the name. We'll have to find out. I want to hear the story behind Push Eject. (laughs) There's a video. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, here's the question that came through from the chat room. And, and Doc, you you chime in on this, too. Uh, They want to know, Christian, uh, how come Doc got a 33 on one and a 40 on the other by the judges? Can you explain the difference between those two scores, 33 and a 40? And a 40? Yeah. Uh, I think we allowed a a seven-point spread. Between between the judges. Oh, okay. So so uh, basically, if if they're beyond seven points, they need to work it out until they can and agree. They can get within within that that limit. Some some competitions only allow five. It just depends. So is is that an organizer's uh, discretion? You can choose what what uh, you know spread you want to make. Well, it, it, I guess it could be, but you know, I've never heard it more than seven. Seven's okay. pretty common. Gen- yeah. Generally, this this category is tough because. Uh, someone said, you think you'll win best of show? And I said, hell no. Because in this, this kind of category, herb, spice kind of thing, yeah. you're not going to get, it's not a pale, it's not an IPA, yeah. it's not a killer Scottish ale or something. It's funky. And if you, if the judges don't like it, like one guy said, not enough coconut, 
Well, the other guy scored it low because there's probably too much coconut for him. Yeah. yeah. And it's really subjective on that kind of thing. Sure. Uh, this beer is a real crowd pleaser. Everybody loves this beer. But you know what? Competitions are tough, and that's why they have it's a broad spectrum in this category. And yeah. it, it comes down to personal taste, too. Yeah, you look at the parameters for this style if you look it up in the BJCP uh, style guidelines. It's pretty much, a lot of it's just wide open. Yeah, it's like, uh, it could so, have this, it could have that. It could have right. this, it could have that. So how does so how does it work then, Christian? It, it, do you throw out, like, the high score and the low score kind of a thing? Or if someone's not within your window, they just have to... Oh, no, they, they just need to duke it out. Huh. You right. know, I, I've, I've heard of... I've heard of um, of judges not being able to come to a conclusion, like one is, you know, they're not going to budge from their score, and they've got more than more than the allowable spread, and um, usually have to send somebody over try to hash it out, and then I think uh, Gordon Strong has has issued some guidelines on how to how to handle handle it if judges won't budge at all. Survival of the fittest, just start swinging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we give them clubs and see what happens. So. Kick them in the nuts. Yeah, you know, yeah. thirty three. Yeah, you know, they'll they'll work it out, but you they'll know, usually it, work it out. And yeah. when, when you're judging things like IPAs and, and pale ales, they've got a pretty stringent guidelines. What's this going to be? What should it be? Uh, you get into these the specialty ale, the Christmas ale, I that agree. kind of stuff. It's all over the place, and it really comes down to what what the judge likes. Yeah. Uh, where is this in the flight? Too? Did he like something else better? Was it the first one in the flight? Where you're going to reserve a couple of points for something might be coming up better. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you come out of the box first, you're probably not going to do as good as you would have if you would have come out third or fourth. So you think maybe there was like a coconut pilsner right before yours? There could have been something <laughs> yeah. out there. Something you know what? Weird. I was look. I was looking through some stuff, and I saw that there was another coconut stout. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. And, uh, Copycat. And you beat the crap you out of it. You beat them out. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen. I've seen a few judges. If if there's a, a spectrum like that, and they, you know, th- they kind of sit and talk about it. They go, okay, well, why? And then, you know, if this guy to 33 and the other guy to 41, they say to each other, okay, prove it. You know, why do you have that? And then so you have to go through the the different flavors and go, well, this is why because I taste this. And then and then they usually end up shaving points like that and meeting in some sort of middle ground. I think we should make up a new way to to come to an agreement. And like you're, some you sort mean of about everything, or just BJ- yeah. <laughs> uh, just the BJCP thing. We'll we'll set the BJ. guidelines for everything else later. But something like you know, like they should have to arm wrestle or uh, sure. or play quarters, quarters. finger yeah. hawking, yeah, or chug or yeah. finger hawking. What is Daniela? What is finger hawking? It's an old Bavarian thing that you do while drinking beer. And, and what is it? Well, you take your middle finger, yeah, and the other guy takes his middle finger as well, and then you have some sort of ring in between, like a sort of like a cock ring, but you put it on your fingers. <laughs> Okay. And you couldn't you think of any other kind of ring? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. It's the only ring I know. Okay. And then you just drag, like you just you try to drag the other guy over the table on your middle finger. I see. And that's what that's, that's what you do when you're drinking. And what's your cock cock in the finger? finger. <laughs> we all know how well the Germans handle disputes. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, called finger hawking. You know what? Forget it. All you take a shower. <laughs> a, a lot of times there's three judges, and so let me take my cock ring out and we'll try. <laughs> <laughs> Vic brought his along with him for the show. <laughs> Need to take it off first. He's listened before. <laughs> Sorry, Doc. Do you want to show? No, I just said that a lot of times there's three three judges and not just two guys going head to head and egos yeah. button egos. So you need a tri ring of some sort. Oh yeah, then two guys can gang up on one and you know <laughs> move it on. Wow. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Christian. JP, pay to see that. <laughs> Thank you uh, for for giving us uh, the results. Thanks for yeah. putting on the competition. I oh, uh, no problem. It was uh, a ton of work. It was a learning experience. 
Okay. And next you know, year you're I, doing I it again? I think it was good for the club and good for, you know, some people get into it. You know, you don't really run these things to make a profit. Yeah. You know, you just hope to break even. Yeah. And uh, it's it's exciting when you get an email from somebody that's entering for the first time. Yeah, definitely. You get a little feedback out of that. And I actually, I have like three uh, emails that I got this week, people thanking us for promoting the competition and oh, me cool. nagging everybody to, to send their beer in. Uh, that was kind of <laughs> their words, exactly. But right. the, like some of them hadn't brewed in a couple of years and then brewed just to, to go to this competition. Some have, have not competed in a few years and went in and they won medals doing it. And they, they're, they're now they're just like anxiously awaiting their score sheet so they can read what people said about their beer. That's so cool. So. It was cool. I think that's so cool that people are getting into it like that. Yeah, definitely. You know? It was good to know, good to hear. So I want to thank you for putting the whole thing on, for getting us involved in it. Oh, you're very welcome. And, uh, yeah, let's do it again. Definitely. And, and you know, uh, I, uh, I was packing uh, envelopes, you know, to send to people with their medals and stuff. I haven't gotten the certificates printed out yet. Yeah, we're last. But this guy, Verge, has yeah. a humongous package. <laughs> I'm not talking about his, uh... So we've heard. Yeah. <laughs> anyway... So uh, anyway, I just weighed it. And yeah. I thought if you need something to give away at the end of the end of the uh, program or yeah something, I can you know give a little uh, maybe two comp entries for next year. Okay. To a listener. Yeah. Whichever way you want to handle it, and I can tell Daniela how much this thing weighs if they if they want to guess that, or if you want to team it up with something else, it's really up to you. Okay. Guess how much Verge's package weighs. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be the competition for the show. So we'll be taking entries throughout the show, and the winner's going to get a, a couple of free entries to next year's Southern California Homebrew Comp Championship. It's quite the package. Uh, but yeah, Verge is a kick-ass brewer and won just a ton of medals. If you look through uh, the the tallies, it's all on hopheads.com. You can see every person that won medals, and Verge is all over that thing. Uh, guess what, Daniela? Your beer beat one of Verge's beer in your category. I know. Did you I see saw that? that. So that I thought that was pretty impressive. This guy like cleaned house all over the place, but he had nothing on your beer. Isn't that great? <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> You're proud? Very cool. Yeah, that was pretty good. All right. Are you mad at Daniela secretly? No. <laughs> secretly. Happy Not for it. that anyway. No, I'm totally stoked actually. <laughs> I think it's great. Don't you think? I mean, why, what's to be mad about? I think it's great. She brewed yeah. an awesome beer, you know? Right. Yeah. When she gets that medal, she has to wear it to work, I think. That's right. <laughs> he told me, he said, yeah. you gotta wear it for one week to work. Yeah. yeah. Now there's been a lot of I secret would. tears. Well, that's a good idea. Not secret anger. What tears? <laughs> secret tears. Because of that yeah. cock <laughs> ring game. <laughs> crying and hurt. Yes. Don't you cry, honey. Very hurt. My vagina hurts. Oh. Get sand in your what? vagina. <laughs> your Sean vagina? Is that what it is? Yes. Thank you, Christian. Thank you. All right. We'll talk to you we'll soon, talk man. Talk to you guys later. All right. All right. Real quick. Uh, hey, Bub, did you, was I right or what? I'm no, you are an absolute retard. No, I... Because <laughs> yeah, he, he just went on and fixed so it, when you, Yeah, he fixed it. So yeah. when you went to buy, you had the option to use your visa and shit. No, no, no. Now, you're a retard. <laughs> You said that. Or you can say it again. We may need to put up a little note or something, but if you choose PayPal, you go there and it says login, or it yeah. says, I don't have a login, just pay with a credit card. Ah, okay. Right at the bottom. So, But it doesn't say, do. I don't have a login, just pay with a credit card. It says, I don't have a login, click here, which makes you think that you have to create a PayPal account. <laughs> which isn't a horrible thing. Yeah. All right. So, PayPal account's okay. not a horrible thing. But it is a pain, no, it's yes. not. But I don't want yeah. people to have yeah. to. Do, okay. So we need to put a note that says, "Click the I don't have a login." All right. Got it. So we're gonna 
Right? Yeah, that maybe. Or like you need to make an account See, with PayPal regardless. Right. That wasn't totally retarded, dude. Like that was just not <laughs> seeing that it says Visa right there. That was a little Down syndrome. He could function. He could serve burgers, but he's not like you know completely retarded. Right. And who, who's the one who sat on hold for like <laughs> thirty-five <laughs> minutes? <laughs> See, here's the deal. First yeah. of all. I'm not paying for it. Yes, that's true. Second, second of all, I get to hear it real time and then make all the jokes in chat before anybody else has heard it. Oh, <laughs> he's, got, he's got chat cred. He's got chat cred. <laughs> that's the secret. So, so I had Cockring in there way before anybody else. <laughs> we knew that. Well, now they're all going to know. Actually, I had Cockring before you guys were talking about it, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> yes, thank you. All right, Bub, thank you for the call. Play the friggin' song. All right, I'm going to take a break, and then we're going to play it when we come back. All right, bye. All right. The great Bub there. I use the term great very loosely, but he has helped out a lot with the store. So I guess if there's that Visa thing going, I can probably make the store live here very, very soon. <laughs> very, very soon. I'm just so hesitant to do it, because every time we make something go live, it screws up. <laughs> and then I get emailed for a week about how I screwed everything up. So I have to make sure it's all perfect. Well, you can blame this one on Bub then, right? Yeah. Since he did it, yeah. So Even if he didn't so do anything golden. to it, I'm so going to blame Just yeah. forward it all to Bub. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. All right. Uh, we're here with Vic from the Bistro. We're going to find out uh, all about how to open, run, and maintain a successful micropub, uh, albeit here in the Bay Area. You can use it, uh, use the information everywhere. And we'll debut the song when we come back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. For almost 13 years, the Bistro in Hayward has been providing East Bay its premier spot for top-notch microbrew, wine, and live entertainment. They have an intimate bar setting rotating 12 of the best microbrews available on tap, over 40 Belgian beers by the bottle, and a large outdoor beer garden. Add a great selection of wines, port, and champagne, as well as a full lunch menu all day, appetizers by night, and no cover charge ever, and you've truly got a great time out. The Bistro is holding their ninth annual IPA Festival Saturday, August 12th from noon till 7th. They'll be closing Main Street to capture summer street party desires, serving 50 different IPAs on tap, accompanied by live music and a huge barbecue all day long. Your $20 admission proceeds go to the East Bay Bat Ray Swim Team and the Hayward Prince of Animals and gets you five tastes and commemorative glassware for you to keep. The Bistro is located at the corner of B and Main Street in Hayward, two blocks from Hayward Park at 1001 B Street. To learn more about the Bistro, go to b-bistro.com.
to the Brewcaster. The Brewcaster on the Brewing Network. You're back with the Brewcasters. Like it or not. 888-401-BEER is the number. If you don't have it and you want it and you want to call and you got questions, then you feel free to do that. 888-401-BEER. That's right, because if you don't, the terrorists have already won. <laughs> Thank you, JP. Welcome. <laughs> now, we are here with Vic. Let me help. i got to get this right, Vic. Vic Cry. You got it. Yeah, you say it. Is that, did I really have it or I'm just close? You're good. It's Kraj, yes. Kraj. Yeah. Croatian you are. Yes. I figured that out myself. Vic didn't tell me or anything. Smart. He came in, I looked, I took one look at him, I heard his last name, and I said, you're Croatian, my friend. What Wonderful. part of Croatia? Southern or northern? Uh, we're in the southern part, uh, in, uh, off the islands, off Dubrovnik there. Nice. Yeah. All right. So Vic Kraj uh, from the Bistro in... Um, I always say Hayward, but it's Castro Valley, isn't it? It's Hayward. It, it is, is Hayward. Hayward. Yeah, downtown Hayward. It's like right on the on the cusp there. Yeah, right. Hayward, downtown Hayward. The Bistro is a great little uh, micro pub. <laughs> Thank you. Sir. And uh, we're going to talk to Vic all about that stuff and get your questions ready. You can join Danielle in the chat room for that, and uh, we'll fire him away at him. Sean O'Sullivan is guest hosting with us today, hanging out, uh, drinking a Coors Light. I'm sure. <laughs> It's a tradition. <laughs> JP's hanging out, and of course, the uh, the man of, of at least the five minutes that we're going to go minute. right here uh, is is push eject. That's what my wife calls me too, man of the minute. man of the minute. <laughs> at least you got that. <laughs> uh, so push and uh, and his uh, his buddy Sven. That's right. Self-named Sven. Let's just point that out. Uh, <laughs> he should call in if he wants to defend that because I don't know the story. <laughs> okay. Have uh, created a, a song for us. And as you all know, lots of the uh, of the BN listeners are very talented in, in a lot of ways, not just in making beer. So I really love it when we get stuff like this. It really sort of, uh, on a serious note, kind of brings it all together for me and reminds us of why we're doing this. And, and it really gets us stoked because it means like people are taking ownership of the show. And that's from the beginning. That's what we've won. Awesome. It's, it's it's your show, awesome. not our show. And yeah, they're they're taking time out of their day yeah. to actually do something involved with this rather than laugh, or time out of so our work day, right? <laughs> so you got paid for it, which I appreciate nice. even more. Yeah, <laughs> but something like this, uh, I, I can certainly appreciate the production value. When you say take time, you're talking about some serious time. This shit doesn't just like happen. You know, you really got to spend some time on this stuff, and I appreciate that. So uh, I, I don't. Without further ado, Doc, are you ready for this? What? <laughs> We're doing a show over here. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the studio, Doc. Cool. <laughs> I'm back. What are we doing? The full mix <laughs> of the new Push song. Okay, you promise I can understand the words this time? I don't promise anything. Sometimes you're even as slow as I am, Doc. So I'm uh, not going to make any promises. Okay. The official name: Five o'clock. Five o'clock. Okay. This is Five o'clock by Push and Sven. Which comes first? Is it Sven and Push? No, it's Push and Sven. Sounds like a porno. Yeah. <laughs> push it's, and Sven. Now it is time for Push and Sven. It sounds like a cartoon. It's the Push and Sven hour. I just decided hey. that right now. Sorry, Steve. Push, how are you doing? I'm fine, Sven. Push harder. Are you in yet? <laughs> oh. Here it is, everybody. Without further ado, 5 o'clock from Push and Sven. Thank you. 
Sunday night, five o'clock rolls around. What's that sound? The voice of the brewing underground. I rush home. What's with the Abacast stream? Goddamn, it's almost time. Why don't you work? Fucking thing, it's 502. I reboot. Asshat iTunes. I hope Justin Bing's a free FM commute. I'm on. Thank God, not a moment too soon. Holy shit, I just got booted out of the chat room. I won't rack, motherfucker, when you do your risk. And 02, I'll hail the local Jay-Z. Do like I told you, do what you say. Well, okay, at least mostly. And hit that fucking whirlpool vibe roast. Sometimes I don't, and I won't pitch more than a little bitch. Vile of that sweet shit that likes my that arrow. Damn, my yeast will not prove and fucking booth being rude. Boom, that goes the blow off through and fuck this old chat room. I want out, Justin Chef. That goes my chocolate stout. And I never wanna hear the word run high, skip out. I give up. 50G, why don't you push eject me? I'm screaming Gucci when D pushes me off the screen. Jamil, JP, Johnny G, I can't think, I can't think, but then I hear Doc's little voice in my ear screaming, drink, motherfucker, drink, motherfucker, drink. The BN. Justin Haggerty, and no one understands a word Daniela says. Either biscuit the pit bull or code right in full. We'll sniff your crack if you got the Jane hat, dude. Line Excel, where's my hat? Go tip how Matt bet trans is a little fat and lunch me some grab ass. And what about Crouch Rock? He's more than just down the block. And then there's no grown cops. He's missing just like us. No, I don't know. I can't see. I can't see. But then I hear Doc's little voice in my ear. And then who's gonna be out in the desert with me? I could have mixed it with chocolate and vagina. It still wouldn't help. Drink! <laughs> yeah! Awesome. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Hot fire. <laughs> How awesome is that? Wait, great, great that was, song. That was Thank good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Everyone's going, what a couple of white guys. <laughs> that was the whitest thing I've heard all day. <laughs> and you've been yeah. sitting here with me for a Yeah, time. I know. <laughs> no, that was that nice, was man. I think it's the it's the official Brewing Network Absolutely. song. Absolutely. You know, like that's it. Like that's, that's our, our song. That's our theme song right there, man. It's, it's yours to do with as you choose. That is great. Well, Run and push, you guys rock. Ah, thank you. So we can't, ca- we can't call it drink, motherfucker, drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can, I guess. It's yours. Yeah. Doc's quotes are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I do have an outtakes from it, too. Uh, do I have oh, a caller God. on here? Yes, you do. Angela. If I did, I think I hung up on her. Oh. Are you there, Angela? Yeah. You needed to talk to Shauna Sullivan. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Ooh. Mm. 
Is that where you were? The paternity test came back. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to say that um, I have all the rights to watermelon wheat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they sign forms before it gets that far. <laughs> Angela, call back. I'm sorry to have left you hanging there. I didn't, didn't mean to go through that. Call back. We want to know what's, yeah, what your question is for Sean. <laughs> Sean? Back on topic. Can you say alimony? <laughs> uh, Sean can't spell alimony. <laughs> you want the outtakes of of, yeah. uh, of, oh, yeah. of push oh, now? Yes. Or you want to save it for later? No, now. <laughs> oh, come we're hot no! now. No! <laughs> <laughs> we're doing them now! No. Now. Send push now. <laughs> okay, Daniela, we'll do them now. I think you're in now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is uh, push and spend during the recording process. This oh, is God. this is the outtakes. This is cool stuff too. Come on! Thank God, not a moment too soon. Oh, oh, mm. there's no one in the room, right? No. All right, that's a really hard line. You wrote it. Was <laughs> with the Abacus dream. God damn it! Oh, these are really hard. I'm just gonna have to do this a bunch of times. Who wrote this shit? <laughs> you know what? Go ahead and start me over, and just trash that trash that whole take. Hit that fucking whirlpool, Viga Rosely. Holy shit, I need some air. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, my yeast will not proof in my... F- <laughs> oh. oh my god, I'm so white. <laughs> okay. Proof in fucking boobs, being rude, and my kid pulled the like out to say that a whole lot faster. <laughs> this whole chat room I want now, Justin. Shit, that's a lot of words. <laughs> 50G, why don't you push eject me? I'm screaming Gucci when D pushes me off the screen. Ow. <laughs> I'm screaming Gucci when D pushes me off the screen. Jim, blah, blah. That's the end of that. Then we're off into the pseudo chorus. <laughs> I just got booted out of the chat room. Oh, I was so in the groove on the last one. That was crap. <laughs> Holy shit, I just got booted out of the fucking chat room. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to laugh? shit that likes life and arrow big. Damn, play you still not proof and I'm a <gasps> out of air. <laughs> Doc's little voice in my ear screaming. I realize that I'm missing two whole bars of <laughs> lyrics. Damn, play you still not proof and fucking boobs being rude, my kid. <gasps> I, that one's impossible. <laughs> think I can't think, but then I hear Doc's little voice in my ear. This is where it just goes falls apart. I don't know how this worked in my head. <laughs> Motherfucker, drink. Drink! Oh, man, it's... Yeah, that always kind of irked me. You're this guy like, drink! That part's easy. It's how do I fit all that other crap in there? All right, that's probably good enough for now. Oh, that's funny. Is that you? Oh, that's me. Shit. I'm throwing down an angry rap song. Oh, what time is it? Probably within the next 20 minutes. I love you, sweetie. (laughs) (laughs) Just got booted out of the chat room. That's the gay version. Okay, don't even think about putting that on there. <laughs> this is just pathetic, isn't it? Look at the two jerk-offs. Too bad I don't have like a good ripping fart right now or something. <laughs> Wait, uh, I'm actually touching cloth. <laughs> Dark's oh, little man. voice in my head screaming! Are you going to have to burn him, man? <laughs> <coughs> it really sounds like I'm not in the pot, doesn't it? What? I think it does. Oh, let's just this fan take a crap. I'm out. That's it. <laughs> that's uh, push eject in the outtake. Oh, that's some dirty laundry. Oh. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of work, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
It is. You have new uh, respect for gangster rap after doing that, huh? Let me tell you. The amount of lung uh, capacity that it takes. Yeah. Hey, we're taking you down to Richmond. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Drop you off. Okay. Cool. Yeah, take me down to Raiderville or something. <laughs> Oh, uh, that was great, man. I don't I don't know which is better, the outtakes or the song. Your outtakes are really good. <laughs> That's put, a bad sign. i got to put those in the pre-show lineup, just uh, kind of put them in there as a track. You mean near Jamil? <laughs> yeah, <Whoa>. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> near uh, Jamil and the Super Fart Actually, clip. our listeners in the chat room are demanding that they need the outtakes, too, on the archive page. They want that. There you yeah. go. Okay. All right, we'll have to do both. <laughs> <laughs> That's great stuff, Push. I can't thank you enough, man. And I think the listener, I speak for the listeners when I say nice work. You're very welcome. It's my pleasure. All right. Very cool. It was a lot of fun. Okay. That was a lot of dicking around. And uh, let's uh, dick around with our guest now, shall we? Uh, <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, keep the mic close there, Vic, so we can Real close. lots of clarity uh, for you. Um, oh, wasn't that loud. I can't turn your headphones down. I know they might be loud on you. Yeah, no problem. I don't have that kind of technology. It's all it's all one volume, and I'm half deaf, so if I turn them down, I can't hear anymore. Got it. Justin has one volume. Oh. Eleven. Did you say I only have one ball? One uh, one volume. Oh, you're right. I heard one ball too. Ace one. I wouldn't know that. Eleven. All right, so we've got Vic Cry Cry in here with us from the bistro and uh, how long how long has the bistro been open give us the rundown of, of how long you've been there and and what do you call it as a as an establishment uh we opened in 94 january so about what almost 12 12 years yeah nice 12 and a half years uh it's um it's kind of a it's a pub club cafe okay hangout joint does micro pub like do the places that that aren't breweries but have lots of micros are they called micro pubs? Is that the the correct? You know what I mean? Because you don't call it a brew pub if there's not brewing going on there, right? Right. We we call it a high end micro beer bar. Okay, that's what we call it. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. And you do have the whole cafe thing going too, so you can get lunch there and you can get appetizers at night. I think is your deal. Yeah, just appetizers, cheese boards, that kind of thing. But we serve lunch all day with cafe, you know, espressos and that sort. So okay. And and then you've got live music like every night, every single night with no so, cover charge. Yeah. That's see now that's a cool thing too, and I this is what I, I want to get into to to what Vic does here because uh, my, my point in, in speaking today, Vic, is because I think that you do a ton with what you have. Do you see what I'm trying to yes. get at here? And I'm not saying that you have some closet in the middle of nowhere because that's not the that's not what I mean. You're in a great location in downtown Hayward there, but it's not a huge place. No. Uh, it's cozy. It's nice to go see a, a band there. The bar, it, it's a long bar, but it's not, it's not some massive thing. But you really utilize every inch of that place and, and every bit of the microbrew deal to, to make things better for microbrewers. Yes, we do that. We, uh, it's all about helping people learn and have fun because that's all I like doing. And, and so we try to make a place that people can come to feel comfortable and yet drink really good beverages and, and learn about other beer beverages that we serve, and, and yeah, we have fun doing it constantly. As you should. Yeah. And now I did the. I, I just want to touch on the music thing briefly, and then we'll go all into the beer stuff. Uh, I did the the whole booking music deal for a while, and that in itself is an undertaking. Yeah, it's a bitch. <laughs> yeah, it sucks <laughs> because let's face it. Uh, well, let's take Push Eject here for example. Uh, musicians are are flakes and douchebags. <laughs> and uh and i was a musician for a while and then i i also I, I did promotion i did booking and all that stuff and it really it's a big pain in the ass uh, i never did anything like a seven day a week thing 
But I think that it's a great combination, and I, for one, appreciate your effort that you that you put the two together because it really, again, goes with the making making the most out of the place that you can. Um, musicians call up and they find out about us because it's it's we're on the musicians atlas and other musicians talk to each other and it's it's a great little place to play where people actually pay attention to the musicians. They're not getting paid hardly anything at all, but it's it's about that great gig. Yeah, and that gets out there. People talk about it, and now. Everyone wants to play there, and it's and people love it. See, that's a good deal. Yeah. I mean, once you get to that point, it definitely eases things up. Yeah. But I know you're still getting those, uh, you know, 5 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon phone calls, like the van broke down oh, or yeah. the bass player got stolen. Yeah, that's just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or like whatever. That's uh, part of the deal, though. You know, people yeah. understand. I understand. I don't, you know. Yeah. If people get a higher paying gig when I have them booked, I tell them take it because you're not going to make a lot of money here. But, yeah. You know, because it's all about everybody getting along. Sure. You know? So. I like it. We just got to get along. I take that with me from Croatia. Yeah. <laughs> and now that I'm here, I just like to say we got to get along. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, we're not. You know, I, I tell musicians that all the time. Yeah. We got a lot of touring artists now that are off nights are playing, which is really fun. So on a Tuesday, Wednesday night, you're going to have some real. That's real class idea. musicians coming in just having a good time and and they'll state as the best show they had the whole con- you know their whole trip because uh, it's laid back yeah there's 30 people there and you know sure. they can get loose yeah. and 30 people there is, is it's a lot of people because that's <laughs> that you're 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 then you got a nice crowd yeah you know exactly right um Oh, I had this great question, and it just totally... <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> what's wrong with me today? I think you should do your Croatian accent again. Yeah, there you it, go. It sounded like downtown L.A., like, I'm so relaxed right now. <laughs> yeah, you like that? Yeah, I'm going right. to point out right now that I have not done what I just did since college, since, like, my first college radio show, oh, wow. where you have this question all lined up, and then you're like, ah, I got it back now, though. <laughs> Good save. No problem. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Doc. Very smooth save you yeah. did there. <laughs> Uh, you, do you pay your, uh, I mean, you, you probably we give a percentage of the bar from the time they start playing. Actually, the, the, the important question is, do they get free beer? Uh, they get a couple pints each because we don't want to get them over drunk. You don't. Yeah. Overserved. Yeah. I gotta say that I think that's a good idea, but at the same time, when I used to play bars, I always hated that rule. I wanted all the free pitchers we could drink because I wanted to be held responsible enough to handle my own liquor. Yeah, we can't do that. Yeah, it's a good idea. Because <laughs> there were several times that we didn't. Yeah, there's more idiots, yeah. I think there was one time I didn't do this. My uh, the band I was in, two of the five members in the band went to a fish show that day, uh. <laughs> and, I, and I'm not joking. So they they ate mushrooms and who knows what else while they're at the fish show. And then and it was a big gig for us. It was a really big gig at a place that if we got invited back several times, we could make a lot of money. It was yeah. a, it was a high paying gig, and. Uh, <laughs> Man, did we play some good Grateful Dead that night, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and that was about it. Just like two songs? Yeah, they were a mess. So it's a good idea that to, to limit the, the yes. pints. Yeah. You know. In the beginning, we were, you know, it was unlimited, but it was just too many nights. They'd get so drunk and, yeah. you know, just horrible. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. On the pa- for the patrons, especially, because yeah. they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now let's talk about uh, sort of your roots and, and how you started there. Uh, you started 12 years ago, which was what, like 1975 or something, right? It was really a long, it was like well before the, my uh, math sucks. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed Microbeers. I yeah. used to hang out at, at Lions Brewery out in uh, Dublin and Sonol with Judy Ashworth. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and when she had a goodbye to Bud party back in 1987, and people thought her business was going to go under, and it, yeah. and it went up in, instead. And Yeah, let's talk about that for just a, a real quick second. The pu- I've just actually recently read about this place. Oh, my God. It, it, star- it was the fir- She was the first kind of to say to the microbrewers, I will put your stuff on. Yeah. I will open this bar. I, if I pour it, they will come. Yep. Like, and then people thought she was nuts. Yeah. And she just, she is like, I want to say the God parent, the God person of this whole industry. From yeah. That point of view. Cause she was a small hole in the wall on a train track in a small 300 person town that yeah. it was a biker stop and she got rid of Bud and everybody thought you're nuts, but she had anchor steam, anchor wheat. And yeah. Bringing German beers over. It was just. Unbelievable. Really opened things up. And she would do this thing where, like, just having that many different beers wasn't enough for her. She had to come up with mixtures of them. Yes. So she came up with all of these cool, you know, mixes that, that she would make. And, uh, in Charlie Papazian's new book, uh, Microbrewed Adventures, he talks about going there way back then, like yeah. when it was, when it was starting like that. And he talks about sitting down with this woman and she offers him, I don't know the names, like a, like a sweaty anchor or a, a or a, Foggy a, night in the Sierras. Yeah, there's like, a lot of those. Yeah, and what she would do is take different beers and go half and half or three quarters quarter, and she would spend a lot of time figuring out what the good combination was. At our place, that happens all the time because you want to get the best qualities of certain beers and make your own beer, pretty much, and it goes on constantly. Yeah, constantly, and I think it's a great thing. It is cool. As I was first reading it, I was sort, I was almost offended. I was like, "What are you doing? Mm. You, they're all good beers." But you know what? Back then, and she was trying to mix things up, and it is. A great way to just to just change things. Why yep. not? Yep, it is. She's uh, so I learned about okay. the, all the beers and kept going. I go, wow, this would be a great way to make a living and have fun. And, yeah, uh, me and a partner started it, and he fell out of it. And uh, we bought this place on a whim on a Christmas Eve. Opened up New Year's Day. Okay, and remodeled it June that same year, and just put in twelve tap handles, and it's been going since. And right, and just constantly rotating beers, bringing in everything I can that's different, so people can always try something new and different. And, is it true that your partner's body has never been found? Yes. <laughs> it is true. Yeah. <laughs> you know how that goes. Right? Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. Right. <laughs> uh, and so what did you do before then? You got this idea from her and you checked it out. What was your career before that? I was in the um, – I traveled a lot. I, I went to college. I worked at UPS and I had a produce business for 12 years. So through okay. the produce business, I learned a lot about restaurants and okay. and pubs and, and, and just decided that I can do that. And it's a lot less str- – I don't want to say stress, but – Easier hours. Okay. And that's important. So you did have a, a background in, in, in the commercial food business. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And that's where I was able to that's kind of the jump key. in and go in for it. Yeah. And then why – a lot of people, you know, they, they tell you when you start a business, right, location, location, location. So, so you know, obviously everybody wants to work close to home. So that's, that's one option for you. You don't have to commute anymore if you're going to open a business. But – I think there's more to it, and especially now that craft beer is is on the rise, uh, as always. I mean, it just keeps going and going, and there's a lot of these places opening up. How does one pick? Uh, why'd you pick Hayward, and how does one choose a spot? It was close to home, and the price was right. You okay. Know, uh, the, uh, key, what I tell people, yeah. too, if they ever want to open a restaurant or a pub, is you want to find an existing business already with all your licensing. Go in and buy it for whatever you can get it for. Okay. And then you transfer it because just try to open a place from new is really hard. I gotcha. Yeah. And, and so is that what you, you folks did? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It, was, it was a small, uh, uh, Tom Daldorf from the Celebrator Beer News used to own our business. Okay. And it was called the Vintage Cellar Wine Shop. It was a wine shop with wine racks. And uh, the guy was closing the doors January 1st. We found out about it. We jumped in and ran it like that for about 
couple few six months before we came up with our whole new business plan and yeah and we were able to get in it to, for you know a good price and then change it yeah okay yeah oh, that's uh, so that's a great idea if you can kind of jump in in fact when we did the opening up a brewery deal with peter zine from alesmith he he told us the same thing that he got he was brewing at the place they wanted to sell and to buy an existing deal it was really a kind of a a great way to go yeah it's you know a lot of different you know the remodeling and all that's always hell but it's you know, just the licensing and the issues that go with that are, yeah. are just tremendous to right. try to get the doors open and pay your lease while you're trying to do that. Sure. Where this, we were out actually making money while we're doing all these decision-making processes. And Right. You know, and I can imagine that you kind of have to be creative, too, because maybe the location isn't already a bar. Maybe it's a deli. Right. But but the deli has a liquor license because they sell beer at lunch, right? Exactly. So you got to be creative, right? Yep. Just it could be a Mexican restaurant that's you know just horrible, and you just go in and you turn it around, or you know, yeah, yeah. hopefully if you bring if you have a good quality product, they will come. Okay. And that's you know that's known throughout. So. Sure. And uh, that's was, what we did. Was there a period of uh, oh shit? And struggling oh, yeah. for you guys? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, you could have lit a bomb in that place on Saturday nights for quite a few years. Is there that was right? No one in there. It, just because it was downtown Hayward and it was kind of a slow thing, and you know we're still kind of an oasis there. There's not a lot going on around us, so sure. people come there to come to us and a few other establishments, but there ain't like this large amount of traffic on the streets walking or driving by. Okay, so that's great advice for for that sort of location. Is that now people go to the bistro because it's the bistro? Yeah, I go there because I know that there's going to be music, and I know you, you're going to have lots of good beer on tap. You have to create this whole thing. Yes, yeah, and 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 you got to be creative. Exactly, that's where you know the beer fest and just always having a reason to get people out of their house to come down and check us out. Whether it's pulling beers up or driving down to L.A. to pick them up or going to, you know Northern California coming up with beers that no one else has and yeah. Email people. We got a, almost 900 people on our email list. We zap once a month that gives them our calendar of events. And it's, you know, it's a simple way to get the word out. And sure, you know, I drove down to LA and picked up a bunch of pizza port beers and they're here for the next two weeks. And oh, beautiful. Yeah. And people find out and they're like, Hey, and, and all of a sudden everyone's on their phone and yeah. And they come down and they drink. See, so you got to work for it too, because you're not saying, Oh, I can't get pizza port because it's in Southern California. You're saying, Shit, when can I get to Southern California so I can bring up some pizza yeah, port? Exactly. Yeah. I, I have uh, friends that go on vacation, and when they do, I always tell them that where they're going. Yeah. And if they are, if they can always bring back a keg or a corny or something, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just great stuff. And then sure. they meet the brewers, they have a couple beers, and they feel like, Hey, this is cool. And, you know, they, they're into the play with it. So, yeah. Yeah. So the rum runners. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it is. But it works. It does. Sure. And what a great – I mean, you're hey, probably like us. Your friends are, are beer aficionados. And, yes. And so they, they're on vacation. They don't mind grabbing – hey, you're going to get a good beer. Yeah, it's great. I, I have people now, you know, the regulars, that when they go on vacation, I ask them where they're going. And I go around the country now to festivals to meet people to learn more and, and you know, help my business primarily. And when they go somewhere, I probably know someone that – or a brewery within that range that right. I can tell them to go to. And I go, if you go there, tell them, you, you know, you know, Vic from the Beast or they come in, they ask for George at, at some, you know, Pelican Inn or whatever. Yeah. They get there and wow, they got this connection and all of a sure. sudden, hey, you're from the Bistro, hey. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's a great deal and, and absolutely it's fun. It's just sharing the love. Yeah. Now I want to talk about, I got some questions to get to first, but that was definitely something I had been thinking about as you coming in here as a guest. Especially since you've been around since uh, sort of the beginnings uh, back then, 
you you really seem to have gotten in good with the brewers, yeah. and I think that's part of your business plan that I want to get to to talk about how you make that work the best for you. A mm-hmm. uh, couple questions from our chat room though um, is uh, real quickly if if you wanted to brew, would you be able to brew on premise? Is that part of your license? We could we could. We're just too small. Okay. You know, and, and it's not in our license. You'd have to reapply. You'd have to reapply. Okay. Yeah. And then you'd be a, a brew pub. Yes. Now, if you could, I don't know if you know, I know there's a, especially when you're dealing with the uh, the ABC. Yes. Right? There are so many regulations and such such a, a, a fine print. I, I worked at a winery, just as an example. And this winery uh, was also a golf course. And the golf course had a bar. Now, because the golf course had a bar, if you sell liquor, you're not allowed to give away liquor. If you, if you sell it in open glasses, you're actually selling it and serving it there. Then on premise, you're not allowed to – for example, you can't buy somebody a drink. You, it's, it's actually illegal according to the ABC. So this winery had a huge tasting room, and people would travel out there to get tastings. And you weren't allowed to they, – they couldn't have wine tastings in their tasting room because on the opposite side of property, they had a bar. And it's just these weird rules that the ABC has. Everything is, is highly regulated, and, yeah. and it depends on what you do. So if you went to do uh, – say, okay, listen, now we want to keep serving all these micros, yep. but I also want to have a handle with our own house brew. You'd have to go through a whole other thing. Yes, yes, you'd have to. It's a whole other. You know, you can get someone to contract. You, you know, like Sean can make my beer for me because he's got so much fermentation space. Oh, okay, right, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, uh, yeah. <laughs> but In yeah, his closet. But it's a whole other issue. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mention the partner deal. What do you think about having partners? A lot of people get told, you know, don't have. And Sean's got a partner too, so Sean, you can answer this question as well. <laughs> Tell us about your partner. Um, uh, but, but a lot of people, you, you hear the horror stories about partners. You know, people say don't do it. Uh, what do you think about having partners? Um, I have a partner. She's my wife. I love her to death. Okay. I would never get in a business venture again with another partner. Okay. Just because I've heard too many stories and I've been through one. It's just, it's hard unless it's written out so perfectly. Sean's got a great partnership. They both know what they're doing on both sides of the table and it's been written out and, and they are making it work and it's, you know, they're a corporation now and, and there's no doubt. Right. But it'd have to be really right. And was it a again. buddy of yours when you first started? Yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah, it was. And that kind of makes things, is he a buddy anymore? Uh, no, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's part of the, the breakup. Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and that's what it is, right? It ends yeah. up being a, you know? Yeah. Now, Sean was, uh, so your partner, Nico. Yeah. And, and in fact, we know, we gotta get Nico in here, sometime. In here sometime. Uh, he's he, in Fresno, so. He's always out of here. But, uh, buddies before you guys got you into know, we, the- You know, it's funny because we, uh, we knew each other before we got involved in this, in, in uh, starting the 21st Amendment. But we, we weren't really close friends. We were friends. And I actually saw, I told him this once, one of our early meetings. I said, we can't be friends because I may have to sue you one day. And so, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. but I mean, it, what it was actually, and I think, cause we, we do really see eye to eye and it's actually kind of weird at times, uh, how, how on track we are about where we want things to go is that we, we're, we're, you know, we can argue and fight about issues and all this and not, and, you know, we we don't. It's, it's not personal. It's never personal. I mean, I've I've yelled at him. He's yelled at me. Okay. And it's not like you know you hold a grudge. It's like you drop it and that's it. But we really, it spent a lot of time before we opened the business and talking to each other 
and getting out the dirty laundry yeah. and you know, all the all that crap that you know that you don't really tell anybody about just so that we knew and make sure that we were on the same page as well so we both had the same make sure that we were on, you know we had the same vision about what we wanted the 21st amendment to be and that's why i think it really worked out and it was and it is about like uh compromise i've heard of other partnerships with other breweries that you know they you know you get too like headstrong about what you know what you want to what your ideas are and all that you got to be willing to sort of compromise in a lot of ways yeah "Yeah, that's a good idea or that's not a good idea you kind of pick your battles and at the same time not feel offended if you know something doesn't go the way you thought it should and you know that's certainly happened and you know, and it's also being successful. We've been pretty successful over the years, so we're not really. Uh, What's to fight about? It, yeah, that kind <laughs> of know? thing. I mean, but yeah. you know, I, I will tell you this: just like Vic, you know, when we first started the Twenty First Amendment, I mean, there were first couple of years there where we were like on the we, you know, we called the bankruptcy attorney a couple times. I was, I was gonna, gonna ask go. you if I was allowed to go there. It, no, you, you, did, you were. You were yeah, yeah, to we do were. Bankruptcy. I mean, it was a really crappy time. I mean, we opened this place in two thousand. It's been six years actually, as of a few days ago, and. um and you know we, you know, not you know it was yeah. end of the dot com thing. Nine eleven came around next year. Economic downturn was like yeah. you know everything was against you. Right. So really, the only thing that saved our lives watermelon wheat. <laughs> yeah. Well, that well that now, but back in the day, it was probably the baseball park. Yeah. And so getting back to what Vic was saying, it is about location. Yeah. And uh, but and that we, was lucky. Yeah. For you guys lucky. that they was. put up that park. We there. looked at the neighborhood and we we were looking for an area that was the rent was cheap and all that, and it was kind of a viable location. Yeah. And then this baseball park landed in our lap. So right. And that way we were we were lucky. So yeah. Plus, you both really enjoy the company of men. <laughs> and so that helps to have a partner. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't going to go into that, which is why he listens to the Friday show. I think all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got JP. He, he's JP is shameless about plugging lunch meat, and I pre- that's why you're the the co-host. <laughs> Did you hear the Twenty First Amendment plug? Don't give me that shit. <laughs> which yeah. is you know. So yeah, you and Nico. Start, yeah, when uh, Nico and I uh, started the Twenty First Amendment, I've got a new song I'm working on too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's a shameless plug time. Doc, you got any new teeth things? You want to tell anybody about? Oh yeah, <laughs> I do grills now. <laughs> I can do your grill. Show me. Let me see you show your grill. But it, so <laughs> I, you know what I t- kind of take from your description, Sean, and, and being able to, to to argue about it and hash things out. You know what you're talking about? Just an extreme level of maturity. Like you, both of you have to be down to earth. You got to be mature about things. You can't be egotistical. Yeah. You got to be ready to uh, just go into business. You know. You do, and you because I have heard of uh, uh, there was a partnership that was in the city that a brewery that went out of business, and you those guys were not on the same page. Okay. You got to be on the same page. And I don't know that you know, and I don't know if Vic wants to get into it, but uh, you know, you, you why things fall apart. But they fall apart, you know, because ma- sometimes egos get involved or money gets involved, and yeah. at the end of the day, it's like. Um, but Vic did say something that just totally, like I would wish I kind of would have known before I started the Twenty First Amendment was, you the the second owner of a restaurant always makes money. Okay, and and, and it is so much easier to open up a restaurant if uh, somebody has already had that restaurant. There's already been a place there. So yeah. in that respect, that's great. That's a good advice, rule. The know. second owner always makes yeah. it. The first one sucks for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like buying a boat, you know. The first, yeah. one, the first one's a mistake. Just get it over with. <laughs> right. Okay. Both of you could answer this question as well uh, because you both serve food at your establishments. People want to know, um, and I've talked to you about this, Sean, about the price uh, of what it takes to make beer and, and then serve it, and you include. Let's just say really quickly that when you set the price of your beer and all that. Uh, and how much, and you figure out how much as a brew pub, how much it costs you to make beer. You include everything, 
right? You include your employees. You could, maybe this goes without saying, but I, I just like to really point it out. When I asked Sean the cost of beer, and then I said, oh, okay, but then you got to take out for for your janitor, and then you got to take out for your chef. And he's like, no, 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 no. When you ask the cost of beer, I just gave you all of that. Yeah. All of that is included. So anyway, uh, with that, people want to know the beer or the food. Where's the money? Like, what really pays the, the bills for you guys? Is it the beer or the food? The beer. Is it? Yeah. Because yeah. it's so cheap, right? Yeah, well, food is just so, you know, labor-intensive. Yeah. You, know, you got to keep your – just the cr- price of the food down below 35%, and that's pushing it. Okay. For you to have a chance to make it because another 30% is just the labor and all your other fees. And so beer, it's just – yeah, it's beer, right? Yeah. And you have to buy the kegs, even. So you're even paying more for beer, obviously, than Sean is. Yes. Sean's making himself, and that's still where the money is. Yes, absolutely. In Sean's case, he's he's brewing it all. Uh, what about in your place? Now you have well, the I mean, full a, menu, lunch and dinner. Well, we have a full menu, but getting back to the beer point, um, you know, we yeah, we do make our own beer, but you have to remember there's this whole capitalization that occurs with buying this brewery and all this. Okay. I mean, that ain't cheap, and you can you know amortize it out. For amortize it out for uh, you know the you know, duration of the business and all that, but the bottom line is that you know there's something sweet about what Vic does, which is buying a keg of beer yeah. for a set cost, and he sells it at a certain price sure. per pint, and you know it's easy to make, so and he the, doesn't the, have to deal with like he doesn't have to worry about the the cost to make the beer, the labor intensive parts of it. Uh, it's not really you know the labor isn't so much; it's really the cost, the initial upfront cost of the equipment, which yeah. is you know well, it's that, for us, it's, it's about it's that and the storage. Know. Uh, the fermentation room. You're, yeah, using, real estate, you're yeah. using real estate. You're using real estate. Exactly. That's why our footprint, uh, the brewery at the 21st Amendment is. I keep saying every time I say 21st Amendment now, Jimmy, I think I'm like. <laughs> now you're all self-conscious. Here. Yeah. At the and they go to my radio voice. At 21st Amendment. <laughs> What's the address? <laughs> <laughs> no, is uh, we try to make the footprint of the brewery small, and all you guys have been in there have seen it. It's a really small little place. So. Yeah, I remember that know. time I was looking down that window at it. And I said, Sean, that's your brewery? Yeah. You got cute. It's about as big as mine. Exactly. I think it's Doc's. I think yours is bigger. No. That's cute. That's, did you say it just like that, too? It's yeah. cute. It's cute. I hate you. That's pretty funny, actually. But that's how most brewers start up, though. They, You know, you only have so much capital to open up a smaller yeah. place, and then you, hopefully you have room to add the fermenters, and that's what a lot it's, of people get and still have some with. room for some customers yeah well you know sean's the 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 footprint is small like i think actually think that you have a lot of brewing equipment crammed into a small place yeah i don't want to give the illusion here that, like you've got uh is it five serving tanks it's uh six serving tanks six serving four tanks. fermenters and they're it, all it's actually pretty tight. impressive it's you've uh, been around to yeah, some breweries that yeah. have a hell of a lot less than that oh i've been around to places that are doing it as a side note in the kitchen. Yeah, exactly. And it was just ridiculous. Yeah. And here he's got this two-story kind of cool-looking thing. It's a small footprint, but he's got... It's efficient for what it is. It I mean, is. In terms of the grain yeah. handling and, uh, you know, the system flow and the way the grain is removed and all that stuff, so... Sure. You just can't have three brewers in there. No, you can't have a lot of people in there. <laughs> yeah. And a dog. And a dog. And a dog. Hey, hey. He does. He's got th- oh, three brewers and a dog. And a, and, Sorry. A, and a can girl. Can girl. Yeah. The other day yeah, I'm over right. there and you had like a can girl. Yeah, we have, uh, we've not can. Look at the cans machine. on that girl. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, 
I can't even comment on that, obviously. <laughs> um, she's, Ellen is a very nice woman, if that's who you're referring to, Doc. And, I haven't uh, seen her, ca- I have not seen her cans. And, um, she does a great job at the 21st Amendment. I don't have headphones on right now, so I can't hear a word you're saying. Downtown. No, no, it's fine. Two blocks from the ballpark. <laughs> <laughs> it's downtown. Okay, I got a last question before the break. Yep. Uh, and then I got a shitload more questions after yeah, that, Vic. Great. But uh, this one is important. Uh, let's just spend a little bit of time on this. They're all important. Obviously, everybody wants to know where you get the cash, you know, to start something up like this. Because a lot of the guys who are out there uh, who, who get into this thing, they, they're not coming from rich families. They're not coming from places where there's a bunch of money. Let's face it. If you were loaded already, you wouldn't open a micro pub <laughs> or a brewery. So maybe some tips and and if you could use your own examples that'd be great but but where does one come up with with the capital and and approximately how much capital are we talking to to start with something like this how much matters how big you want to go okay. you know, if you go small you don't need a lot but either you do it with your savings you do it with loans you can apply for those uh government grant not grants but government loans but you got to come up with 6000 pages of paperwork what's the deal with the government loan is that just to promote uh, small, small business? business yeah okay you know okay. small business loans okay. um uh, uh, uh jim parker from oregon who started a brew pub in uh in 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 colorado years ago did a uh where everyone could buy in. You get a share for $5,000. He got 50 people in, I believe, or something of that nature. Okay. Raised enough money to start it. And then every year, he threw these people a party and gave them interest on their money. And within a matter of three to five years, he was able to pay them back. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. And that was part of the deal. It was all written up. So for $5,000, you're a member. You know, you get your own little plaque in the bar. And it's not a big investment as a, as a patron. It's in your town. Hey, I got a brew pub. I can go to and I'm a part owner. Yeah. And that's one way to go. It's just it's a lot of paperwork. It's got to be done right, and and but that's one way to go that I've seen people do. But you know, that's a good deal. Yeah, it is then a good you deal. got fifty uh, people to answer to, but also fifty people that bring their friends there. Yeah, and stuff. You know, they get discounts and this and that. But if those fifty people bring two or three friends every time they come, you sure. know, that turns into two hundred people. If they all show up the same night, you got a nice night, right? Absolutely, that's a great idea. Throw the Super Bowl party; they're all there because it's their business, it's their and, place. Yeah, and they want it to succeed because if it goes under, that's their five grand in the. Right. Toilet. That's one way. Um, investors, large investors, you can go that way too, but it's the same deal. You just got to pay them back and, you know, sure. have it all written up. Yeah. And in this case, and I've talked to Sean about this a little bit. In this case, there, you're talking about silent investors as well, where you, you offer them interest on the money that they give you. But right. other than that, that's it. Yes, right? they have no say in the business or okay. whatsoever, right? Okay. Unless they're a huge investor, of course, you know. That, sure. And then they could have a say, like, hey, let's start selling uh, white yeah. Zinfandel, too, you know. It's like, <laughs> wait yeah. a minute. Well, yeah. you know, but yeah. Spritzers. <laughs> yeah. You should start putting bacon in the beer that you guys serve. I really you like your bacon. I really like bacon. Like bacon it. goes well with it. And as the 49% investor, I'm thinking bacon and beer. Oh, I think it's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, and that's what you have, you would have to say to that investor. Yes. Right? <laughs> Just uh, on a really note, hard. I always thought a greatest brew pub would be a, a pub that had an acreage around it and yeah. they can raise their own pigs. Yeah. So it'd be over there, and so you're raising your own pigs with actual nice little cameras on them, so you can watch them all do their thing in the mud, <laughs> and you and you smoke all the meats, you know. Yeah. We, we make them with beer, right? And so you eating pork, sausages, and all that straight from the mash that you're brewing the beer with, and you're feeding them. Yeah. I think it'd be a wonderful thing. And you're looking at the very ancestors of the slab of bacon that you're eating. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, you know What's, what else says fresh than looking at the pigs? bunch of swine. In the mud, and you're eating their grandfather. Yeah, 
And Justin, Justin is full circle because all the spent grain went to those right. pigs. Yeah. It's a great thing. There you go. You get that full circle. One day that going. will happen. It's green. One day. Vic, I'm going to make a genius plaque for you here in the studio <laughs> because you, my friend, are a smart man. It's <laughs> a great idea. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and how about this? Now, also, when you get these investors in and they're silent investors and you guarantee them to get their money back, or not to guarantee to get their money yep. back, but you say, uh, we'll pay you my, your money back with interest. Do you make a thing that says, listen, if the business never makes any money, you don't get your money. Like, that's it. You, oh, yeah. You, it's you an investment. Gave a, you gave it a shot and yep. a way to go. It's an investment. And you've got to give them, you know, either quarterly or annual reports on how, what, you know, what shape the business is in. Okay. And it's, you know, it's just an investment. Like anybody in your stock market, whatever, you're making a gamble. Okay. And you're helping out someone. Most of the time, these investors that do that, they're trying to help out right. this person and, and, and hopefully the business makes it. Now, see, when you, Sean has explained that to me as well. And when you guys say that to me, you both say it like, well, of course, they, if the business doesn't, but I don't know if that's common knowledge. I think people think that if you go out and borrow money, whether you make it or not, you gotta give that money back. And, but this is a different thing. You go to somebody and you say, look, I got this idea. Uh, give me the, it's X amount of money. You'll get paid back with interest, assuming we make it. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's actually the kind of the beauty of the situation is that if you go out and you ask, you tell your friends, like, or in their friends and so on and so on to raise the money, and you, we had the, we at the, at my place, we had to. Uh, <laughs> At my place, <laughs> I almost did it. Yeah. Lunch meat Friday twelve. Uh, <laughs> sorry, JP. Yeah. Uh, is that I? Uh, we had to go and t- we, we had this big legal document, and they said, you know, basically everywhere it says you're not going to get your money back. You're going to lose your money. You're not. You're probably not going to get your money back because the whole government, the Securities and Exchange Commission, wants to sort of lay it out so that everybody is forewarned. Yeah. Okay. And that's the beauty, actually, of, of starting a business with uh, using investor money is that uh, you cut your own deal. You set your own deal. You, you set your own payment and how you want to pay people back and all that. If you take on a, a government loan or a loan from a bank, like, you know, Bank of America or Wells Fargo, you know you you you're beholden to pay that back. Yes, and, uh, and they said, and basically with with an, with equity, you know, giving away equity or you know money in the company or you know inv- interest in the company, you don't you don't really have to do anything. Yeah. I mean, you have you're trying to make yourself you you're trying to be because a lot of times the operators like Vic and I, hmm. uh, we don't get paid until they get paid, and that's right. certainly the case at the twenty at my place yeah. is yeah. that uh, you uh, <laughs> so so. Don't worry about JP. <laughs> he smells funny. Um, <laughs> is that uh, we? You know, we don't. We want to pay these people back, and uh, because um, Nico and myself are not going to get a dime until they do. Right. So there's an incentive to sort of make it work. Sure. And, and you know, you don't want to be that douchebag who went around asking for a bunch of money from everybody for no. a failing business. Because, like Vic said, you have those. We send out reports, and we have yeah. you know quarterly meetings with our investors, and. Uh, you know, and they're invited. They're all invited, and there's 43 of them, and you know, not of them show up because they're out of town, or whatever. But yeah. they sit there and they hold your feet to fire, and you're like, you have to sure. come up with the hard answers. So, so I've seen Sean's plane ticket to the Cayman Islands, though. That's <laughs> 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 sticking out of his pocket. Man. I don't get paid until I get back from the islands. <laughs> so the hookers and blow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How much? Uh, how, how much extra capital do you have to come up with? You know, because you're not making money, or you're making a little money up front, right? And you're not yeah. making a whole lot. How much do you have to pay to yeah. keep your kind of life going, like your mortgage on your house and pay your bills? Like how much? Like you say, okay, I need 150 grand to open a pub or a bar, right? 
how much extra am I really gonna need? What did a you lot, run into that? Yeah, at a all? lot of people talk to me, ask quite that same question. They got 150, they want to invest, but they're making a job. Say they're just making 50. Yeah, they want to quit that job and go on to doing this pub, where they realize a lot of times the first year up to 18 months, you're not making any money. You have to buy so much stuff and fix so much stuff, even though you've got it all in your business plan, but there's always stuff that comes up, and all of a sudden, you have to come up with payroll. You have to pay the laundry company. You have to do this. You have to do that. And all of a sudden, at the end of the month, there's $18 left. Yeah. Yep. And so I tell you, you've got to That's open up with enough living resources, I would say comfortably, for at least two years. So if you're making fifty grand to survive, you should have a hundred grand on the side just in case – you don't make money because it takes a while to build the business. It does. I think what's ama- the amazing part of the story is that there are people that make fifty grand at their jobs a year. Yeah, that is. That's not like you know, in two or three years, right? That's a year. That's, a, that's one year you're talking about. Yeah, I don't think that's. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate you embellishing for the radio, yeah. but not. I mean, but I on, think right. that Vic's full of shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, no one makes fifty grand. No, that, that's yeah. maybe their, five. That's their old job. Yeah. Now ah. they're now they're booking into uh, making a business, and they're going to make even more. But it's going to be two, no. two, three years out. You guys are speaking Croatian. (laughs) (laughs) But because you said, Vic, uh, you know, a couple of years of uh, of trouble for you. So you had to have it socked away. Yeah, I had another business. I was still running my produce business. Oh, you were? Okay. So I was, you know, I was working a lot to get this thing off the ground. Okay. And and it was, it was, it was hard. It was the, you know, what are we doing? Yeah. But, you know. Now, this to me sounds like a a, a great point that I've talked to, and I talked to Sean about this a little too. Uh, if you if you want, have this great idea to start a business, you you really should be able to in an ideal world if if you don't have just tons of money around you, to keep your job in the beginning as you start this business as you did so you still mm. had some income. Uh, O'Sullivan didn't keep his job after it opened, but but for the whole setup, which was tons yeah. of work to to get the thing set up. You were still going to work every day. Yeah, I was working at uh, another brewery, Steelhead Brewery in San Francisco, and you know, and then and then really it was up until the time we opened. Uh, no, it was up until February. We opened in August when we started doing construction. That uh, I quit that job and then started my. So new did, job. did you do the whole f you at the end, the last day? Yeah, did you? Show <laughs> yeah, you, it, did you just stick it to him. Did that one, and, and uh, as you're walking uh, out that the door, lawn batch. That was my urine. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It wasn't that way at all. They treated me really well there, and they were great people. And uh, and uh, and it, it just it, it just it was it was a good transition. So that's good. Yeah, <laughs> I would have showed him my weenie. No, I no reason to burn bridges because no, you're not coming true. back there. <laughs> so I guess the idea is then you either do something like that and try to keep your job, or you get a hardworking German. Yes. Is that the idea? Well, that was the second bit of advice I was going to give. If you can find yourself a hard-working German, that's an even better deal that, than keeping your job. That, that's redundant. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Come on. that's not. I'm going to stick up for myself here just for like 35 <laughs> seconds because I never do it. I'm, All I'm right. I, you know, I want to hear that. I worked my arse off for a long time at two jobs and this job before I ever bailed because it was either that – it was either bail on the jobs or bail on the Brewing Network. And I decided – to go with the Brewing Network. Huh? Nice. All right? Nice. Almost true. <laughs> Come on. Help me out here. That's true. See? Not great. He hated yeah. those jobs. Oh, man. I, I, made him, I made him serve me. And they didn't bring any cash either. <laughs> if, I weren't, if I weren't so superstitious, I would vow. I would actually, I vow never to be a bartender or a server again. You look cute in that, that kind of... <laughs> 
apron thing. Thank you. I appreciate that. But I, I'm too superstitious to make that vow because I feel like if I do it, the house is going to catch fire. I'm going to lose all the equipment. And I'm going to be serving again in like two days. I'll be cr- I'll be knocking on Vic's door. But you like, have those dude. you have those skills. You can go back to them. Yeah, yeah. Can you give me a beer? Have <laughs> <laughs> you? I'm parched. I'm telling you. I it, it, it's Justin. What it you, was not what, for me. What do you got on tap? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I almost answered like I, I like. What's, what's the special of the day? Yeah, I almost reverted back to my old ways. You know, do I have to take this call now, or, or should we take a break first? It's Oz, so you do whatever you want. Oh, oh we gotta take Oz. Bring it, Oz. Ozzy, make it snappy, brother. What's happening? Can we do it together? G'day, mate. How you Look, I've, I've just um, again walked in halfway through the show. You I don't know if anyone's it. mentioned it yet, but any business that you want to try and start up, yeah. when you do your figures at the start and you work out your budget, you need to triple it. Triple whatever you yeah. whatever you think well. you're going to have, triple that. Exactly. I've actually, even though we all think that Oz is an insane lunatic, <laughs> I've uh, I've heard this <laughs> I've heard this advice before. I've actually heard that whatever you think you need, and and Vic, you didn't give a, a a figure of how much you should double it, but you said there's always shit that comes up. Yeah, it just does. Yep. What do you think about the triple advice? Is that too much? Is that overkill? It sounds like what contractors do when they give you a bid on your house. You come up <laughs> with the yeah, price, right. with the price it's going to cost, and then you triple it, and you might make a profit. Right. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. I gotcha. See, I don't think that that's bad yeah. advice because look, at, even not if you do, maybe it's not necessary. Maybe you could do it for less than the triple, but damn, are you in a nice, safe spot if you do triple your budget? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Well, it's, not, it's not so much uh, tripling the budget in terms of uh, startups. If you're buying another business, you kind of know what you're going to buy and all that. But what I think Oz might be talking about as well is uh, is that you you really need more working capital than you than you than you think. Yeah. And that's the thing that oh, yeah. you need to like really have. We didn't have enough of it when we first started. Neither did we. Yeah. And uh, you know, you kind of like pay the price, and yeah. you know, either you make it or you don't. It's like that time I went. Oh, to you the- need one one bill that comes in that's that's three or four times what you expect, like power. Yeah. Oh man, that that hurts. Really hurts. And it just takes that one bill. Like I went to the oh, yeah. Bunny Ranch once, and I was thinking, look, I could get it. I could get a little something done here for like thirty, forty bucks. Yeah, right? but you went for the twins. But uh, yeah, and then you figure, okay, so sixty or or a hundred bucks. But man, when they bust out that two thousand uh, dollar fee, it's like, whoa! I didn't plan for that. Yeah, those guys are expensive over there. I'm gonna write a business. I'm gonna write a how to open a business book called. Uh, Negotiations. <laughs> called, yeah. Called, whoa, I didn't expect that. Yeah, called, whoa, I didn't expect that. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be called the Bunny Ranch Book of Business. <laughs> and it, you should treat your business like it's a prostitute. She's always going to overcharge you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Am I right? Down, I don't yeah. want to go to the champagne room. Man, I, I wish I had thought of that when I opened the pizza shop. <laughs> <laughs> See? You if you had treated it like a, treated the pizza it like, shop a, like a brothel, you'd be doing all right. Mrs. Push, this is probably yeah. a good time to, uh, not you, Oz, my wife, probably a good time to put the kids to bed <laughs> yeah. when we go on about whores and bunny ranches and things like that. Push has got some yeah. bunny Push, ranch Push stories. Push knows nothing about that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not at all. Push, who are these women you showed up with? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was wondering, too. Me, too. I mean, I, I like... and three women and beer. I, I like <laughs> lap dances, but this is ridiculous. Yeah, Get them I agree. You find them in Fresno on the way up? <laughs> and they smell cheap. How do they walk with eight-inch heels? <laughs> uh, no. I, I swung by the Trizzle Bizzle on my way, yes. and they insisted on coming. <laughs> they were better than beautiful women. They were cheap women. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing Dr. Scott's wife is never listening. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. Ozzy, thanks for the call, brother. 
No worries, rock on. Hey, did you right. sell any houses? He's huh. gone. He's left. Uh, uh, selling that was quick. Not selling houses. He's doing something. I think I got that wrong. He's selling something. He's selling um, real estate, though. Yeah. Properties. Let's take a break. Yes. Yeah. It's, <laughs> thank you, Daniela. Yeah. No! Uh, we must <laughs> take a break! Sean has to go text someone now. <laughs> well, oh, we come back, uh, we're going to do some more questions with Vic from the Bistro. Go to thebistro.com. It's the-bistro.com, and you can check out the website and see what we're talking about. We'll get all your questions answered when we come back. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Historic, handcrafted, and indigenous only begin to describe the family tradition of Bear Republic Brewing Company. Sonoma County residents, the Norgroves, have cultivated a brew pub and restaurant in Healdsburg that is as inviting and refreshing as a home-cooked meal. Bear Republic's family business is unique, from mom greeting you at the door, dad pulling the taps, son brewing the ales, to daughter-in-law keeping the books. They all invite you inside their pub for healthy food and drink and enjoyment for the whole family. Bear Republic's brews are handcrafted using traditional brewing methods. They hand-select only the choicest ingredients, and it shows. Stop in for a refreshing wine country wheat, a true Hefeweizen, or their flagship brews Racer 5 IPA and Red Rocket Ale. The award-winning ales that are best enjoyed in the relaxing setting of their beautiful patio. Bear Republic Brewing Company is at 345 Healdsburg Avenue in Healdsburg. Handcrafted ales from the heart of Sonoma County's wine country. Most beers are also available in bottles. Check your local store or bearrepublic.com. Around. What's that sound? The voice of the brewing underground. I rush home. What's with the Abacast stream? Goddamn, it's almost time. Why don't you work? Fucking thing, it's 502. I reboot. Ass hat iTunes. I hope Justin made the free FM commute. I'm on. Thank God, not a moment too soon. Holy shit, I just got booted out of the chat room. I won't crack, motherfucker, when you do your risk. And oh, too, I'll hail the book of Jay-Z. Do like I told you. Do what he say. Well, okay, at least mostly. And hit that fucking whirlpool vibe roast. Sometimes I don't and I won't bitch more than a little bitch. Vile of that sweet shit that likes like that arrow. Damn, my east will not move and fucking booth being rude. Boom, that goes the blow off through and fuck this old chat room. I want out, Justin Chef, that goes my chocolate stout. And I never want to hear the word run high, skip about. I give up, 50G, why don't you push eject me? I'm screaming Gucci when G pushes me off the screen. Jamil, JP, Johnny G, I can't think, I can't think. But then I hear Doc's little voice in my ear screaming, Drink, motherfucker, drink, motherfucker, drink. The BN. Can you walk the walk? Pull out an airlock. A cock in his world flock. There's no mod box. Into the mash. 
shows a butt crack like a true breeder. It's like a pale ale, my man, Boogita. Flooper, you beard herds, that's how it's you just heard. The only man I know whose name is a cuss word. Come hanging with Jays, I'm a jest and haggerty. And no one understands a word Daniela says. Either biscuit, the pit bull, or code right in full. We'll sniff your crack if you got the Jane hat. Do line Excel, where's my hat? Go dip pound mad bet trans in a little fat. And let's meet some grass ass. And what about Crouch Rock? He's more than just down the block. And then there's homegrown cops. He's missing just like us. No, I don't know. I can't see. I can't see. But then I hear Doc's little voice in my ears. And then who's gonna be out in the desert with me? The end. Gonna be going for a silver or gold. The end. Gonna do a bench form of coal. The end. Groove and unrefined. The Bruin Network. I sing five gallons at a time. The end. I could have mixed it with chocolate and vagina. It still wouldn't help. Drink! You're listening to three guys. Excuse me? What about me? Yeah, sorry. You're listening to three guys and one girl. Use a radio show as an excuse to drink more beer. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. We're back with Vic from the Bistro in Hayward. It's the-bistro.com. You can check out what he's got going there, and there's a whole calendar of events and calendar of the musicians that are going to be playing there seven nights a week. And uh, a list of the festivals that you do. How many festivals per year do you do there, Vic? I think we're uh, down. We do about five. Five a year. Yeah. Okay. Now this is uh, we we've said a couple of times before uh, during the show here about being creative. When you yeah. find your location, you need to be creative. When you do your thing uh, with what you're going to do with your location, you need to be creative. And this is something that I think that you were creative about, Vic, because I think that I would have looked at your brew pub. And not thought that I could have a festival there. I wouldn't have gone, okay, uh, it's it's not big enough for a festival. I don't know how I'm going to get that many people in here. But you uh, then sort of change that around, and you do things like, well, actually shut down the street out front. You contact the city, I assume, and yep. and you're, you're thinking outside of the box. You're not being constrained by, by what you have in front of you, and you're being creative about doing things. And I want to talk about, about that. So... How many years into your business did you decide, you know what, we need to do a festival? Three years, I think, of 98, I believe, um, I decided to have a, a festival for the IPAs because we're more, we're a hop house. We're a large hop. We have a lot of hop oriented beers there. And, okay. And so I brought together just like 12 or 15 of the local breweries and I just had a, I call it an IPA fest. And uh, it was packed. It was just inside the thing, but all day long it was packed. And we had a People's Choice Award. We didn't actually do a judging because the judging is what really brings out that uh, that you know that inquisitive thought of brewers. You know, I want to send something that's really special, or for the guests that are there enjoying it. You know, which one do you like? Why do you like it? Yada yada yada. And then all of a sudden the winners are announced, and then then all of a sudden it's a frenzy to get these beers and find out why these professional judges think these beers are better than the others. Right. And um, so I just, it just, it's about getting something that people get excited about. And okay. you, you throw it in front of them and they just go for it. Now I think, 
I know that we have a lot of festivals here in our area, sort of thing. But, but I think that given your location, it was sort of an, an, an a new thing to do and and a, and a smart move. And Sean and I were talking at the break a little bit, and Sean says that you're actually uh, partly, if not all, if not completely, responsible for an entire category of beer by doing the festival that you do. Sean, you want to yeah, talk about uh, that? I mean, Vic is. Uh uh, Vic was the first one to uh, to do the double IPA or Imperial IPA festival. I mean, a lot of people say it's Vinny who started the category, but uh, you know, if uh, if there isn't a stage and nobody's there to taste it or anything like that, um, then you're not going to have a you're not going to have people come out and try it. Right. And Vic, uh, he's probably he's responsible for actually turning other brewers on to it. Uh, certainly me, uh, and, uh, and and sort of motivating us to sort of create these create these crazy hop and malt monsters. Uh, uh, the Imperial or WIPA category, and he has a festival, an annual festival every year that uh, that showcases that. And we all bust our balls to really make pro- try to make the best you know the best IPA we can make. And he has them come from all over the place. He's had IPAs from San Diego, from Portland, from Washington, from Colorado, from uh, uh, I think out in England. Is that right? Yeah, brought some more from England. And yeah. and, and he and he really, I mean, he loves the category. He loves. Uh, um, you know, making, showing that off. And, you know, and then to have the, uh, the, you know, the Great America Beer Festival, the Brewers Association adopt the cat, the, the style as a category, yeah. uh, that you can compete in, uh, is really a testament actually to, to Vic and his, uh, efforts, um, at the Bistro in creating this, this, uh, this uh, this festival. I mean, now the double IPA so. festival is the one that you've had this year already. Yes, in February we do it in February okay. because it's you know it's it's cooler out. It's a better time to drink eight to ten percent alcohol. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I agree. Yes, not that refreshing. Yeah, and that's the first festival I've been to at the Bistro. Oh, I've correct. been to the Bistro several times, but that but this yeah. past year's double IPA fest was the first one I've been to, and I'm I'm just going to be honest. I'm on my way down there. I'm thinking, okay. It's a little festival at the bistro. It's a no, huge yeah. festival at yeah. the bistro. Like there was tons of breweries there. Yeah. All of the brewers from around here. I I go to a lot of festivals now because I just try to do reporting yeah, and see what's happening. Fun. And uh, there's a lot of places where they where the brewers send their beer and they don't necessarily show up. Yeah. I mean they do in, in in moderation, but a lot of festivals they send their beer. They send somebody from the company. I saw everybody who's who's do, who's done the show from and every local guy who's done the show was there. All the brewers come out. Lots of industry guys. Lots of fun people. Lots of yeah. our listeners were there. I met a couple of our listeners for the very first time. It was packed inside. It was pouring out onto the street. It was this huge festival that really took me by surprise. Yeah. Um. You know, we do all our festivals that we do there. You know, small, big, whatever. They're they're all primarily single category festivals, and that's the difference between your. You know, average Orange County Beer Festival or San Mateo Beer, beer People send whatever. Yeah. Where our festivals are based on a category, whether it's the IPA, double IPA, we do a, a wet hop. And now in November, we're doing a barrel-aged beer festival. And nice. And so every beer is a category. And so when you're there, you can taste 50 different or 40 or 60 different breweries brewing their that one beer. Yeah. And they're professionals. And, and you know, they want to put their – and if they got a beer that they – 
are willing to send, right? And it doesn't reach their because they just brewed it because they want it as fresh as it can be. If it's you know an IPA or double, they won't send it because they don't want other people to taste it and go, Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah it is. It, it is funny. It's a, competitive. It is totally competitive. In fact, I call it your IPA festival is coming up this weekend. Uh, now this, this is next, the regular IPA regular IPA festival. festival. Yeah. The what is it? The thirteenth, uh, ninth, ninth annual. Ninth, yeah. No, but what, what's the date? Is the uh, August twelfth? Saturday, August twelfth. Okay, 12th, okay. Yes. and. Um, and I actually kind of call it the tune-up as a brewer for uh, for the GABF because you go there, yeah, okay. and you know everybody who has won the, the IPA category uh, at the GABF has entered their beer at Vic's Festival. Okay, and so I go around there and I'm like, that's the standard, like, yeah, seeing what's going on and seeing what everybody's doing and figure out what the hell I got to do. Yeah, it's category owned again. by the West Coast, <laughs> sure. especially California, and yeah. so. You know, I have all the Alpine, Ballast Points, the, the Pizza Ports all here, and West Coast, uh, Green Flash was there, Santa Barbara. They're all these huge hop houses. It's a great festival. Okay, so that's this Saturday, August 12th at the Bistro. You, you can it. go to the-bistro.com for more information about that. You can get the uh, the whole... I think I even memorized the address for some reason. Huh? Isn't it like 2001 B Close. Street? Close, it's 1001. 1001. Yeah. It's such an easy place to it's find. It's three blocks from Bard is the key, and I think that's a key element to having. So you stumble you just, to Bart. Yeah. yeah. That's right. What do you think, Doc? What are you doing Saturday? Stumble in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might be. <laughs> Have you been to the bistro, honestly? No, Doc? and I really, I, I like live music. I love live music. Yeah. So, how many bands you got there Saturday? Like three or something? I thought I saw four, three during the fest, and one after. Yeah, and one at night. Yeah. How many you got there tonight? That's great. Usually just one a day, sometimes two, but mostly just one. So. Now, when you leave here, do you go back and pound a couple pints at the bistro before you go home? <laughs> Um, seeing that fridger, seeing that ice chest out there with new Glarus yeah, products in there, I doubt if I'm going to pound after yeah. tonight. Yeah. Push eject. Push is- How about a little testament to some BN listeners? Push eject shows up with a, a cooler full of really nice stuff. Uh, sorry, we'll get sidetracked here just for a second. Uh, all really nice beers. In fact, the, the, the two professional brewers in the house open the thing up and go, holy shit. I was like, can <laughs> we drink this? Yeah. <laughs> and what's the deal with that? That's all BN listener sends. Yeah. That's all from guys in the chat. We, we did an exchange of Probably two months ago now, JB Brewer and Jamie, whose chat room name escapes me. I don't know who. Okay, he is. but yeah, he in exchange for a bunch of great California beers, he just hooked me up, and it's just been sitting cold at home, yeah. looking for a good reason to drink it. Hey, now you got one. Yeah, another <laughs> testament. If you're an archive listener of why you should join the Brewing Network Forum, these oh, guys yeah. are cool to each other. Unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I mean, this must have been. I mean, I don't know. I know I sent him fifty or sixty dollars worth of beer, and I feel like I got more than no, my money. Yeah. That, that, what you, you know have what? In that cooler yeah. right now. You yeah. ripped him off <laughs> <laughs> because we're like look, I'm looking right now at a couple uh, at one new Glarus right now. They're Wisconsin Belgian Red. I don't amazing. think we get this in California. No, no. absolutely. You don't even right? get outside of Wisconsin. No. Yeah, where's where's the opener? Wisconsin. Let's uh, open some of these. I'm also looking at an Imperial Stout by. Uh, is this? Uh, Let's open that one. Smutty Nose. This one's from Smutty Nose. I want some, too. You didn't brew that. Danielle, I don't get any. (laughs) I do get some. Mrs. Push told me so. This is from the Big Beer series from from Smutty Nose. From Slutty Nose. Smutty Nose. Oh, I thought they were talking about you. Imperial Stout. There you go. Okay, so we're going to crack those open. Uh, Sorry to uh, do that to you listeners. You're going to have to drool over this great beer. Danielle, don't pour too much. Push brought for us. But I did want to point that out, that that's all very cool uh, listener stuff. Super great. That people are sending around to each other. Okay, uh, so the festivals now, 
I think it stems from your relationship with the microbrewers first. So let's talk about, I did have a question earlier, so we can start with a question from the chat room. And then I want to talk about how you decided you need to build a relationship with all these microbrewers and, and kind of how that works for you. The first question was, um, uh, so maybe start from the beginning. Uh, they want to know how you decide now, but we, we, let's do both. How do you decide on what micro on tap? You know, what do you, how do you determine what becomes sort of a favorite? What's going to stick around? And, and how did you decide in the beginning too? Um, I just, you know, we only have 12 taps. We're not this 100 tap house. And so we have to constantly rotate. But what, you know, it's like you want to cover every style you possibly can. There's always a Pilsner. There's always a Hefe. There's always a Porter or a Stout. There's always an IPA. There's always a double. There's always possibly a Belgian. And the other ones, we rotate a pail in. So I'm just trying to cover every style I can and just constantly rotate them. Okay. So people can try every single possible beer. So but they can. You know what I like about that is that uh, it's more coverage than it is you deciding what's a good beer and what's not a good beer. You're not like sort of making this arbitrary decision. You you just want to cover everything and yeah. see what happens. Yeah, and, and and certain beers that sell really well because they are unbelievably great beers, they go through the rotation a lot more. Bear Republic, Racer Five, uh, Sierra Nevada, Pliny the Elder. Yeah, they get pushed through constantly because sure. of the fact that there are. I think they're the cream of the crop on that in those two categories, personally. Daniela, could you stop moaning into the microphone? <laughs> it's so good. I mean, for Jesus. heaven's sake, I'm trying to have a conversation here. This is so good. Push. <laughs> <laughs> she's, wow. drinking, she's drinking the new Glarus. It is, it is unbelievable. I'm in heaven. Push brought it strong. Which one is that? Is that That's the, the new Glarus? Yeah. Which the, the, new Glarus? The cherry? The, yeah, yeah, it's, it's the Belgian yeah. red. It's a cherry. That's, it's I, beautiful. I think you can thank J.B. Brewer for that one, I think. I think this is a nice beer. Yeah, it's a really good beer. This one, this wins uh, like the gold or the silver every year in the fruit uh, beer category at the JBF. Is there a little uh, like a cinnamon in there too? Not just a cherry. Anybody else cinnamon. get something else? He throws everything in the mash tun. Yeah. He throws sprigs, sticks, everything. He just throws mm. it in and lets it rip. Tastes unbelievable. Like tart cherry pie. It's great. Wow. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Now I'm the one moaning in the background. Who wants to hear that? <laughs> Not me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I will pay you to stop. Daniela moans some more. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Scott. Whoa, hey. <laughs> well, it'll drown out Justin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just for that, <laughs> and all the. <laughs> bad I don't memories. want to hear his moaning. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Thanks, Push. Good stuff. Yeah, you bet. But one thing I want to say about the the beer festival, I just want to point it. The creativity, creativity you said is it's key to any business. It's doing something that's special and different. Yeah. And so we're a hop house. So I decided on the same been drinking some beers like we are right here and start talking about. And so I throw a hop rhizome festival, which people freak out about. I I brought in eighteen different varietals of, of rhizomes. And we have a festival selling them and at the same time have a bunch of really hoppy beers. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's kind of a grassroots thing because all of a sudden we have the literature on how to grow these things and, and the vines are there. The, 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 we're selling the, the, the twine that they grow up on and there's double IPAs and IPAs. We have a barbecue and a live band. I mean, it's, it's grassroots. And then that is come it. August, now all my regulars have all these great hops at home. They all cut them down. We bring them up and we put them up everywhere. Okay. You know, these great hops they pick that morning, just tie them up everywhere and you pick up a hop, you throw in your glass, you're drinking IPAs. See, that's a great idea. It's, it's just, a, it's just a simple thing that gets them back to that same. Yeah. You know. And here you are with the rhizomes and you can say, listen, so I've got this beer on tap that has the, right. the, the Simcoe in it. Yes. And I've got the Simcoe, whatever the, yeah. the rhizome is, right? Yep. So why don't you check out this beer and see what it does and then, and then pick your rhizome. What do you want to buy? Exactly. It's fun. It really is. Vic? 
I'm going to give you two plaques in the studio <laughs> that, that say you're a genius. Careful, because uh, Scott will scrape him off. Uh, <laughs> plaque because he's dented. No. <laughs> uh, we need a wall of genius. Like a lunch meat we joke. do need the wall of genius. Don't we? We have these moments in this studio. None of them are, are mine. But uh, guests <laughs> who come in here uh, have these great ideas, and we need a wall for them. The wall of genius. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, when are you going to have a genius moment? One of these well, he did. He, he canned he can beer. Yeah, that's true. He, can, I think he, he canned IPA. I so. think it was all Nico. Damn good beer. I think that Sean's just the pretty face of the 2-1-A. Uh, are you hitting on me? <laughs> Everything else is Nico, right? We already heard that it was Nico's watermelon weed. <laughs> that's right. That's true. Yeah, you did. You revealed that. I was shocked. Shock and awe. I was like, well, what? Because he's part of the food chain. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, watermelon is... Part of the food thing, yeah. Meld with beer. Come to think of it, let's get off watermelon. We get back to hoppy beers. <laughs> <laughs> Come to think of it, I've seen. I always see Sean at the two one A, and I see him in the brewery, and I see all the equipment. I've never seen him actually using any of the equipment. <laughs> Neither have I. I really think that Sean's just like the PR guy. I'm the guy that just travels around. <laughs> I just I travel around. Hi I there, I'm brewing now. <laughs> I'm the brewer. I'm in Belgium guy. now. I'm brewing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm now at the Italian festival exactly. brewing. Italian see, festival. see that stuff over there? That's my brewery. <laughs> yeah. That's my brewery. Ah, uh, see? <laughs> over there. Only a matter of time, Sean, before everyone comes out of the closet around here. Are you coming out of the closet right now, Justin? <laughs> Are you? <laughs> what are you so excited about? <laughs> Good Lord. No more lifeless sweaty nights in bed, right? <laughs> He's gay. It's okay. I'm free. What is happening here? <laughs> I think it's these high gravity beers. For heaven's sake. It's a meltdown. Control of the show. <laughs> All right. Relationship with the brewers. Yeah. Speaking of, of uh, <laughs> relationships. <laughs> relationships Vic. Uh, you know, you had to, uh, in the beginning, I, I'm, I'm guessing you had to go around and go, look, this is what I do, and I need your beer. And, yeah. and, and is that is that what happened? Yeah, pretty much. You know, you, 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 like people call their distributors for beer, and I'll get it, and a beer will come in, and it's foaming, or it's pouring like shit, or there's yeast. You know, just it's not right. Okay. You call the distributor, you don't get any answers. So I'll call the brewer and say, hey, I'm Vic. I'm pouring your Mad River whatever, and it yeah. sucks. Okay. What's up? And he goes, well, what's the label? I go down there, and I look at the ring, and he'll tell me, and he'll check it out. And all of a sudden, well, we'll save that, send it up, we'll check it, and you know, we can tell you what it is. And, yeah. and, and all of a sudden, they love that a retailer would go to, you know, it's not going that next level. You get the phone number. You make a phone call. Sure. That, you know, but people don't do that because most people are just kind of this gentrified business where they're pouring Samuel Adams, and it's not pouring. Get rid of it. Get another one. Right. And, and so – and you know what? Let's face it. As a microbrewer, that's exactly what you want. Oh. Because you didn't put the product out yeah. that way. And if somebody tries your beer for the first time and it's pouring like shit or the, or the, or, di- or they didn't clean the lines at the right. micropub or whatever's happening and you get a crappy beer from, from that company, next time you see it, you're not buying it, are you? Not touching it. So yeah. these guys were like, Vic, you're doing us a favor. Yeah. I, how can we help? Uh, fix the beer. It's it's like any business you get in. You got to build contacts. I think whatever yeah. it is, insurance, cars, whatever. You got contacts. The more contacts you have, the better you can do in business. And I'm a personal person. I like talking to people. I enjoy yeah. the BS, and I like to learn. And you talk to the brewers, and you can learn. You know what they're doing to get this huge nose on this double IPA. And then, right. So I talked to a few people down. You know the 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 
Kirk at Pizza Port Carlsbad had the beard that had the biggest nose in the world. It's like, what is this? He said he kept it on dry hop in the fermenter for five weeks. And every nice. day he Wait, would send it. Let me get my pen out. Yeah. He would yeah. send the dry hop through. Oh, okay. Let it settle for five weeks. A lot of brewers like Sean don't have the fermentation space, the firm space, as they say, yeah. to do that. But he would do this, and this beer had floral crap coming through your eyes. It's wow. Just, and it's just spectacular. Okay. Now other brewers have learned that, and people are doing it because they'll save this one tank, and they'll come up with that nose that makes this beer completely off the chart. Yeah. Now, if there's balance, obviously, but... You know. Dude, can you write our commercials for us? Yeah. Because that was the best description. I'm so thirsty for that beer now. Is that at the IPA festival? Uh, the, you know, IPAs get really floral, but the doubles really, you know. Yeah. So, Vic, um, <laughs> uh, your bartender, do they know their stuff? Do um, you make sure that they can answer questions about this or that? You know, I, I educate them as best I can, but, you know, a lot of people want to work there because it's fun. Yeah. But, but a lot of them, when they work there, they don't know a lot. They okay. Don't. Uh, and, but it, but I educate them, and as by being there, the geeks that sit at the bar teach them. They teach them, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I'll sit there and I'll ask, you know, so... What how's how's that hefeweizen? Uh, oh, it's a hefeweizen. Yeah, right. there'll be no, no. Tell me about the hefeweizen. Well, right. hefe, it's a hefeweizen. It's a yeah. wheat beer. Yeah. That's the best they it's, can do. It's from Germany. Is it? Yeah. Is it always oh, from Germany? Yeah, pyramid. <laughs> yeah, pyramid Germany. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. You know what? I'll give you a plug uh, about that, Vic. This will this will encourage you to want to go there, Doc. I already want to go there. First time I called Vic uh, to get him to do the show. Vic, hey, it's Justin from the Brewing Network. What are you doing? I'm bartending. <laughs> I'm like, right, I was looking for the owner. Now, yeah, that's me. <laughs> and I'm behind the bar right now. He was doing a bar shift himself. So, uh, I don't know how often that happens, but you're behind. In fact, I think I've called you a couple of times since then and you've been behind the bar yourself. I think that's yeah. when I'd want to be there. Yeah. And that's my point. Like, Vic's, you're, are you around? You're hands on at that place. During the day, I'm there taking care of things. And then if I'm behind the bar, I'll pour beers and shoot the bullshit because that's what it's about. Yeah. You know, I think. I don't know. Enjoy. It's very English pub esque, right? Where the where the proprietor's there and he's pouring the beer and he's talking with the folks. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's very. It's. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Do you have darts? No. Darts? <laughs> that was sort of random. Albuquerque. <laughs> no. Do you have shuffleboard? <laughs> you have a room with women in it. <laughs> so I so I go to these festivals. I was telling you, and I'll go to Denver. Yeah. To meet these people that I talk on the phone, and then you get that face-to-face action. Yeah. And I'll go to the OBF up there. I just went to the World Cup in Seattle. Because, you know, it's it's fun. I mean, it's a great business. You sit around, you drink beer and bullshit. Sure. It's yeah. great. And just building the contact. So now when I have these festivals, I can make it like the Barrel Age. Specifically, I'm trying to get 50 wow. different Barrel Age beers there in three different categories. You know, Port, Sherry, Madeira. Yeah. And then uh, uh, wine, and the other one's whiskey bourbon. And and a lot of brewers are doing it because it's fantastic. Yeah. And I'm just trying to get five-gallon cans and two-ounce taste, but you can taste 40, 30, 40 different beers they, that way. They must know when you call them it's going to be a great showcase for them. It is. It is. It's, and, you know, And they got this beer that they've been babysitting for two years. Yeah. And, you know, to have you... Put it up with other people's beers in that same genre. Yep. That and, just must be smoking and, and for them. And we come up with the geek sheets, you know, whether oh, it's yeah. French oak, American oak, mm-hmm. and or, it's a, you know, it's a sherry French oak that was used by another brewer with a stout, and now I'm putting a, a double IPA in it. So it's still picking up all oh, those yeah. innuendos. And, 
It's a great style. I love it. Oh, yeah. And, it, and that's the up and coming thing now. Everybody's yeah. starting to do that. Uh, put it on wood. Put it on wood. And so many people are, are really grabbing hold of this. Yeah. And, and even the, the drinking community is starting to grab hold of this. Yeah, it's awesome. It really is. And people are doing the wood chip thing, which, you know, you have the characteristics. But mm-hmm. with the wood chips, unless the wood chips are soaked <laughs> and aged with a bourbon or a sherry, they don't really. Yeah, having that. Uh, that one special barrel is two special barrels, and they know which barrels yeah. are which. Oh yeah, number seventeen eighty. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that one. Yeah. 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 How good. are you gonna How are you gonna store fifty barrels of this stuff? At they're all place? five gallon cans, okay. so they're small. Okay, you know, so you get there small. early. Yeah. I, you know, I got a story about Vic, and it's kind of a cool story, and I'm kind of calling you out at the same time. Go ahead. Okay. So I was at the uh, the Double IPA Festival, and by the time I got there later, like judging was already done, you had had a couple. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Sean, uh, Sean's always cool to me when we go to places. If there's any brewers or anybody that I haven't met, you know, Sean will make sure he introduces me. And he introduces me to you. And, and you, and you were nice. You know, hi, how are you? And Sean, uh, Sean always does this thing. Uh, hey, he's, he does this beer radio thing. And then I gotta go. Yeah, I do this beer radio thing. And I got <laughs> all this shit. Uh, and anyway, uh, so the, you sort of, uh, you kind of like, you're a busy guy. Plus you were drinking and he just sort of moved along. Like you didn't pay much attention. As the night goes on, like everywhere you went, I was talking to one of the one of the very popular brewers there. Like I just a yeah, lot the of big guys, wigs. A lot of the big a lot of the big wigs have done the show, and so I like to you know we hang out, we talk, and and so like later on, and this is just my theory, so you can tell me I'm a retard. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so I, so <laughs> I'm so first you see me with Sean, and then it's like okay, Sean's not too big, and so that's not that big a deal. <laughs> and then uh, but then you see me with uh, you know then then I'm then I'm with Roger uh, you know from Drake's, and then I'm with Vinny from uh, Russian River, and then I'm with uh, you get uh, around like uh, yeah. Like I'm all over the place, right? And so then I'm about to leave, and 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 you've not paid attention to me for the rest of the time. Uh, wow. And I go up, and I'm like, all right. So hey, I'm saying goodbye to Vinny. I think you're standing next to him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Vinny, good to see you. I'm out of here, Vic. I'll catch you later. And then Vic, you're like, whoa, no, hang on a second. <laughs> like whoa, you're I didn't even sh- I didn't even show you the place. And so this is where it gets cool. So then you. You like show me the entire place, you, you, the the whole setup downstairs. Where uh, let's say that you not only have all the kegs, you got a bunch of bottles down there too. Yeah, right. You got this whole like basement setup, you know. And there was some like weird underground card game going on down there too. <laughs> by the way, I don't know what was going yeah, on. We're there. not going there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. But uh, you know, and you just show, and, and then you got totally cool. So the, so the tour was great, but I think I only got the tour because I said hi to Vinny. I disagree. Yeah, it's because you said hello to Sean. Because <laughs> Sean <laughs> is that what happened? That's what it was. It's a tight circle. These brewers sometimes, like in certain situations, you're all wide open and want to talk about everything. But when all the other brewers around, it gets a little tight. Nick, you called out the story. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> it's during the fest when so many people are there. Sure, it's really hard. I mean, the head brewer owner, you know. Uh, Steve Wagner from Stone was there one year. Yeah, okay. And a lot of people don't know his face, and he's standing out, and we've met several times. I go, Steve, I didn't know you were, and this is like three years ago, and he goes, I had to come check out one of your festivals at a free weekend. So I'm introducing him to all the other brewers that really don't know him, or all the other, you know, people that should know him. Sure. And he was just, you know, it's such a low-key thing, but here it is, he's an important, very intelligent man there, and just kind of hanging, drinking, and... 
I didn't have time to sit there and chat with him for 20 minutes. I don't. Right. I'm trying to make sure everything run properly. And Absolutely. And at that point, yes, I had a few, and, and it was at the point where everything was breaking down, I believe, or getting yeah, close. Yeah, sure. The band, like the, the night band and, was going to start. And for someone to, you know, what you're doing, I think it's good for you to see as many as you can operations, because, you know, we have a long draw system rather than a glycol. Yes. And, you know, that's, you know, a lot of people don't do that. It's Describe dr- what that is in case. Uh, a direct draw is when the refrigeration unit's right behind your bar and you're pulling right from it, so it's inches away. Okay. A glycol is you can run it from 500 yards if you want. It's just this cooled system that keeps all the beers all constantly at the same temperature. A long draw is we have forced air through a 12-foot tunnel up to the top with another little fan up there that also has a little condenser. Okay. So the whole thing stays cool. Gotcha. And it works unless the refrigeration goes down or it heats up or whatever. But if power goes out... The whole thing is still cold, and so we can pour, pour beer for like an hour and a half to two after power's out. Right. Where with the glycol system, you know, you're just foaming, you know, within minutes, if if, if that. And and okay, the next time the power goes out, because it was out like last week for three hours. Bistro. Yeah. <laughs> but it just it's when I go to places, I always ask, I don't you know I don't want to ask, but I always like yeah. to see what they're doing and yeah. how they're doing it, how they store their empty kegs. Right. They have like fifty empty kegs down there. Yeah. What do you do with them? You That's stack right. them, right? And That's right. Call Homebrew. Yeah. scrap. Well, my story. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my story aside, I actually was stoked when you finally say, "Hey, come check this out," and you really just wanted me to see the whole operation, yeah. and it and it was a great thing. And to me, it, it goes back again, actually, to you really uh, utilize every inch of of that space. Yeah, we have to, I, you know, yeah. to make it. He's work. only got so many inches, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, that, you just you have to, you know, to make the most out of your money. Who's on the phone here? Angela. Oh, it is? Oh, she's yes. back. He's so rudely. Hey. Angela, you're on the phone with the Brewcasters. Uh, you got a question How are you for guys Sean? Oh, uh, we're doing just fine. How are you? I'm savvy. Are you drinking? I have just been at Triple Rock Brewery. She's drinking. Yeah. <laughs> of course. What else would I be doing? No, nothing. <laughs> it's Sunday. That's right. I have a question for uh, Brewmaster Sean O'Sullivan. <laughs> Master. What's up? Well, uh, Sean O'Sullivan's here anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's right here from the so I just want, Let me just back it up here. Uh, Angela is one of the great servers, bartenders at the 21st Amendment. And, okay. Uh, Where? Uh, <laughs> 21st Amendment, 563 Second Street, Yes, it's a grand little place. Mm-hmm. What's uh, up, Angela? I was just wondering if Sean would be willing to... Or, uh, Able to sing the lovely watermelon wheat song for uh, his listeners. Now this is a good. No! Yes, Angela, I'm glad that you've called in for this. I've never heard of this. I, we haven't drank it enough. I think it's a great one, though. I mean, like if Sean really wants, I guess I'll sing along with him and motors. I'm in trying the car. to remember what the. Oh, we're all singing. Everybody's singing. JP, well, how about do you remember? Hang in there a second. JP and Sean, why don't you give the backstory in case people haven't heard what they're talking? Okay, about. so uh, up at uh, the Oregon Brewers Festival, which Angela was at, and Motor, along with the cast of uh, others uh, from the Twenty First Amendment, and uh, we—it's the most popular beer up there every year. We send about twenty-four kegs, and it's well, it's a lot of fun, and. Uh, you're not allowed to uh, pour your own beer there because of the archaic Oregon liquor laws. So we uh, uh, created some sort of like guerrilla marketing idea. We wore these watermelon fedoras and uh, these these watermelon T-shirts, and we uh, and Nico came up with a song. See, I'm telling the you, genius. Nico's the master. Exactly. And uh, and I'm actually kind of re- trying to remember how the lyrics go right now. Motor remembers. Oh, I think you remember. Um, <laughs> Get him started, Angela. Okay, yeah, so it goes start? something like this. It starts off with. 
Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Motor's next to me. So, oh, so Motor? Wheat, beer, posse. Wait, what? through the OBS. Yeah. I'm driving to. I'm trying to do. Okay, so JP, you can sing with. So it goes like this. So watermelon, wheat, beer, posse, rolling through. Wait, the stop, 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 stop. Oh, that's not you're how it goes. Yeah, you're not singing. You're speaking. Yeah, uh, I'm singing. Because I, I got push here. I was starting to do a white guy rap. No there. rap. I want singing. <laughs> okay, it goes. Watermelon, watermelon, wheat, beer, posse, rolling through the OBF. Watermelon, wheat, beer, posse. It's sweet. We love it. It's Hooray. pink. <laughs> it's pink. It's pink. It's pink. It's red. It's pink. I'm sorry. It's sweet. We love it. When I was singing that song, I was out of my freaking mind. <laughs> we all love pink stuff. I got a, it's I got very a good, cute. I got a good picture of you guys uh, singing that in front of our booth, too. I actually heard there was a dirty version of it. There is at YouTube.com. Oh, it's Do on there? Do a search there? for Watermelon awesome. Wheat. Awesome. Okay, look, there you go. Look, it's pink, it's pleasant. Look, it's glowing, it's phosphorescent. <laughs> what? What was that, Doc? Where'd you just pull that out of, Doc? <laughs> That's what Whatever you pulled it out of, put it back. Is that at the Moraga compound? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've been rambling. I can't. Uh, thank you, Angela. Right, Angela. Sweetheart, drive Please, carefully, I okay? I have another question. What's actually. that? Go ahead. I wanted to ask Sean, um, what's next for the 21A? The watermelon wheat has such a craze. I'm sure he has something else under his sleeve. Like, you better ask Nico that question. Like a mango <laughs> my box? Kumquat wheat. It's, it'll be all the rage. Oh. We're going we're gonna to can it. It'll be sweet. I am a all fruit right. beer brewer. <laughs> That's all I do. Well, you know, you all, you, you all have heard about the cans, so I... Uh, the cans are the greatest rate. Yeah. Well, so it's just about making it... In stock. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. 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 Ye
The Brewing Network, saving your life, one beer at a time. We are back. Oi! Oi! That's a German singing ACDC. That's right. Oi! <laughs> <laughs> How nice. Oi! <laughs> Somebody wants to sing Dr. Scott Lazy Bones. <laughs> Lazy Bones. Oh, is that Rich? <laughs> yes. Rich told me not to let him call in and make drunken songs anymore. <laughs> he actually sent me a message after That's last great. time and said, dude, don't let me do that anymore. Just a drunk filter. So I mean, I'm going to protect him. We do have a call right now. It's a very special call um, from Mrs. Push Eject. Ooh. I think is on the line with us. Really, uh, Mrs. Push? Are you there? <laughs> oh. Yeah, we're here. And are you are you there with all the um, beautiful the little babies? pushes? Yes, and we were on hold for a long time. So Aww. <laughs> That's because you're on our schedule now, sister. <laughs> oh. Hi, honey. He obviously does not have children. Mrs. Bush is not used to being. <laughs> well, he's got <laughs> he's got JP right here. <laughs> so that kind of counts. Yeah, how's everybody doing? Good. They yeah, did really good. Uh, everybody have a good bath time. <laughs> what is this crap? Now he's pretending to be the good dad. All right, good, good deal. Have either one of your babies thrown poop at the other baby? No. So why not? But no, but no, I got a, I got a like monkeys. I got, I got, a, I got a question for you because uh, Push is sitting next to me. and He looks like he's like eighteen, yeah. and so I'm wondering, like, you, you've spawned apparently, or how many kids do you have? What's going on here? This is from a guy with a really shiny head, honey. So, <laughs> hey, answer the question. Uh, the question was, how many children? Yeah, how many kids do you guys have? Well, the you know it depends on what kind of mood Charlie's in. I mean, pushes in. I usually have two, but sometimes he counts as three. That's true. I can see uh, that. Okay, yeah, I yeah. can definitely see that. Awesome. How old were you guys? Yeah. How old were you guys when you got started on this whole baby factory thing? <laughs> I, you know, it's not polite to ask a lady her age. I did ask. We're not age. asking. I asked you. how old you were when you had your first baby. Thirty-one. <laughs> Is that your guest, Danielle? Uh, no, I know it. Push and I talked about the babies and his wife for 20 minutes. Oh. I was 32. Oh, he was got it 32? wrong then. And that would make Push 23 then, right? <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> He's what? only two months younger than I am. Yeah, well, that's true. Tell you otherwise. That's true. What, were we 31 or 32? I don't know. I yeah, forget. He's a handsome myself. young man. All right, enough of family time. All right. Does Push need to say goodnight to the children? Say goodnight to Daddy. Good night, guys. Love you. Whoa, 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 whoa! Oh, that's so cute. How come you? How come you got to raise your voice two octaves when you talk to the babies? Because they can't hear lower frequencies, Justin. <laughs> is that what it yeah. is? Yeah, you got to pitch yourself up, yeah. pal. There, there's, a, there's a big difference between this and this, right? I made yeah. that up on the spot. Did yeah. that work? No, it's good. go to bed now. <laughs> yeah. it makes him feel better. Yeah. Oh, come on, you know? that's really cute. Tell to hear a functional American family on the radio, that's great. Are, are, we don't know all that much about how their family functions. Have, have you been drinking, honey? Not With yet. the kids? Okay. Good. Yeah, yeah. get the kids in bed and have a couple. All yeah, right. when I'm by myself, the drinking has to wait till later. Okay, yeah, good deal, because nice. they're squirrely. Have you uh, <laughs> have you been listening to your husband on the air today? Uh, as much as I could, yeah. Um, I've missed like the last 45 minutes you know, due to bath time. Yo, he um, didn't say anything. He wasn't like taking a bath. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fun. Strangely enough, they've told me, honey, that we're having bath time here right after the show. Oh, yeah. well, you have a good time with that. All right. 
All right, give him my love, sweetie. Thanks for. Love you too. All right, all right. Good Bye. night. Love you. Bye. Bye. I love you. Me I, too. Everybody loves everybody. All my street cred is now gone. Yeah, this is the. Yeah. Yeah. I, wa- I want to point out. I say Bye. motherfucker like eighteen times <laughs> in that song. Right? I'm looking at pictures of your babies that you've strewn across my mixer right now. Sean, a uh, quick question from the chat room: Does the two one eight still have the TBN bug? We actually ran out. You did? Yes. Are we going to brew it again? You we and are definitely going to brew it again, Danielle. Very nice. Was it, a, was it a hit? Did people ask for it? People loved that beer, actually. It was, it was, Seriously? It was, it, was, it was actually a big beer. Really? Very popular. Wow. And it, it, I, I will say that it did compete uh, with uh, our regular South Park Blonde that was on, and then we changed the description, and the sales went through the roof. What was the change? Uh, we changed it from... We, we basically just added the uh, phrase, a strong German lager. Okay. And... Uh, and of course, we changed it from recipe by Pamela to Danielle, and then of course. Thank you very much up. for that. <laughs> that's <laughs> actually that's it. a funny story. On yeah. the anniversary show, I walk <laughs> yeah, in, I and the first thing I see on his recipe, like they have little things on the tables where they advertise their beers. Yeah, little menus. Little menus, and right I see the TBM box recipe by Pamela. Yeah. Well, that's, that's I could not uh, believe just it. Danielle, isn't that your brew name? Because we all have to have a <laughs> nom de plume. No, my brew name is not Pamela. It should be. <laughs> Can you be Pamela? You know, every time Danielle has come into the brewery, every time you've come into the brewery, you've always there's always something off, and yeah. you like pick up right on it. She's like, German. Yeah, she is German. So you didn't off. change the name of it though, did you? No, absolutely not. You kept it. TBN Bob. Well, In fact, if you go like on, uh, if you go on like Rate Beer or uh, whatever the other sites are, yeah. that Roger checks regularly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's right there. Yeah, they actually there are some reviews I think of it. So, do they give the the reason that it's TBN Bach in those reviews? I don't know. Maybe they might actually in the description of the beer they may have it. I haven't looked. I don't look at those sites. So, because there was a certain festival where TBN Bach was on tap, <laughs> and it wasn't called. You didn't label it as TBN Bach. Yeah, you're right. Sweet. <laughs> no, okay, all right, Justin. We want to throw it down. Uh, no, 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 no. What happened is that we were having the uh, the Summit Beer Fest down at. Uh, what was it Drake's? Yeah, and uh, there was a keg that was supposed to be filled with IPA, and it was filled with TBN bar. So right. we had to ch- we changed the name. It was just a misfill. So because I was talking to Vic at the break, and Vic told me, "Listen, if I ever brew a beer for you, I'll get the name right." <laughs> <laughs> right? I, yeah, you did. It's correct. <laughs> All I want to know is, can we call you Pam? <laughs> at least during the break. <laughs> All right, I'll be Pam for a night. Cool. <laughs> Be Pam for me. <laughs> okay, Vic. One of the uh, Vic from the Bistro, the Bistro dot com. If you didn't catch the website already, check it out. It's a great place. Uh, one of the major questions I've had come through here is, uh, you know, what's the best way to promote and advertise your brew pub, and maybe include in that what's the best way to do it when you're broke, <laughs> because a lot um, of people don't have that budget. We. We would do like people do with flyers at colleges because that's usually, you know, a good group base if there's a college close by. Most uh, of them are 21. Yeah, most of them. Right. Sure. And uh, that was how we started. The word of mouth thing, you know, um, you know, you can't give away free beer, but you can give away other things, you know. So people come in, they're having a good time. Go ahead and throw an appetizer out. Okay. You know, and then we started the email list too. And that's right at the beginning because it's just a great wheel. And, you know, that just keeps growing. People get off it, but... It's just a great way to get it out there. We didn't advertise with actual advertisements in like newspapers for the longest time. We're now in the East Bay Express, which okay. they do a great job, but that's, and then other than that, we do a lot of local free stuff, which basically is promoting our music venue because we have live music every night. But 
it, it was flyers. Yeah. It was flyers primarily and then the word of mouth thing and then throwing these like little uh, soirees, little festivals to get the word out and the same thing, you know, we just, hey, come check it out. We're having some special beers you've never had. And, yeah. And that was the best we could do with the limited budget. But because other people, when they have the budget, when they open a new place, you know, they just do the mass mailing thing and just spend a ton of money to get their name in front of every single person within a, you know, 20 mile radius. Right. And it does work, but it costs a lot of money. Yeah. You got to put that down. You got to put it down. And, and we did it the other way and it's, you know, it's worked and we have a lot of very dedicated, loyal regulars and that's what our business is about. Plus, you're also on this very effective yet cost-efficient little program on 106.9, the Brewcast. Yes, and, uh, that reaches uh, a lot of people. It's, it's like it hits all nine Bay Area counties, and a great way to promote a small brew pub. It really is. <laughs> do you l- utilize the guys with the arrow signs? No, we don't do that. Oh yeah, those, those guys. Unlike in the dental industry. God. Yes. <laughs> Fillings today. <laughs> it's like that sign. Root canals. Root canals. <laughs> spins it. Root Earlier you were talking about you, you'd have your festival spill out onto the street, but also you were saying your uh, licenses are a big deal. How do you do that? How do you just decide to start serving beer on the sidewalk? And how do you do that? Yeah, good question. Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, yeah, we, we serve do. a lot of great beer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so they allow it. We serve a lot of great. You had to contact the city and, and when and we close the street, yeah, the okay. city manager really loves what we're doing there. We run a clean business. We never have problems where, you know, there's bars with problems. And he goes, Vic, anytime you want to close the street, just give me a buzz and I'll make all the appropriate phone calls. Okay, great. So they'd close the whole, I mean, we're right in the corner of B and Main, which is the heart of downtown. Yeah. They, yeah. They closed the whole Main Street for us. So wow. do you have to, do you do it during the day at night? During the day, like a noon to seven thing. And usually when we do these, it's, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's the biggest, I just want to say the biggest fee you pay on something like that is security. Okay. You have to play the police, you have to pay right. private security and this and that. But yeah, we do it during the day because at nighttime gets just too risque. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. Though. Yeah, it is. And yeah. it's great for the downtown people. Yeah, we put a stage up and live music. It's, and it's a quaint downtown with the old buildings and. Yeah. I think that's probably why they like it. It's the quaint downtown yes. kind right. of thing. Right. I think what ends up happening with with deals like this too, it, it's the same thing. People think you know you can only when you get when you find employment, it's who you know, right? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. When you're self-employed, it's still who you know. Absolutely. You you really need to have a good rapport with people. You need to uh, not be a douchebag. Like you said, you had a clean record at the place. It wasn't right. a, a problem place. So the so the city respected you for that. So it's really uh, no matter what you do, whether you're finding a job or running a, a company that employs other people, uh, that reputation. And the who you know. It's in every trade. It's in every business. If you run a good, clean, you know, operational business that returns phone calls, that does the right things, you will prosper. As yeah. As long as you're in the right field. And yeah. If, and if you don't, you won't. You know. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. You, you did something wrong. Then. Like what you're doing here. It's a great thing. You're really promoting a nice thing. You're bringing in kind of okay people. But, <laughs> right. but you know what I mean? A little riffraff over there. You're getting, you're getting the word out, and it's great, and it will spread. It will spread. It is. It's, it's spread. <laughs> you're going to get some emails from people from all over the country, I guarantee you. It happens every time. So they'll right. say, hey, as soon as we get there, as soon as I get to California, we're going to be at the bistro. Yeah, yeah. there are going to be people saying, I- I'm planning a trip out there. I'm going to be out there anywhere. Where's the bistro? Yeah. yeah. Yep. People yeah. plan their vacations around the festivals, which I think is really fun. we got a guy yeah, coming out cool. from... Uh, he didn't tell his wife, did he? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but he has family out here, so they're going to sure. come during the summer. Gotta Why not come during the IPA Fest? And then right. That's his day. The wife drops him off. He, you know, he's from... Where's Sweetwater Brewing? I think it's uh, Georgia. 
And he yeah. comes out and he brings a six pack and he brings it to me. I'm here again. Right. And it's just a great, you know, yeah. great thing. That's really a good deal. Yeah. Well, Vic, I really want to thank you for spending the time to come in here and talk about this. Our listeners are, are always asking, obviously, uh, mostly home brewers, and home brewers dream of taking the next step all the time, and, and definitely open a micro pub is one of those. So I appreciate you coming in and sharing that. Thank you very much, Justin. With us. I'm hoping uh, we're going to get you on the FM show, too, and do it's, a, it's a, a bit of a different audience there, and we might try to do the same thing that way, because I think you're a fun guest. And, uh, well, you're from Croatia, and I feel like you'll kill me if I don't invite you back. <laughs> you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. Daniela likes to pride herself on on her languages, and that uh, so many Americans no don't, Croatian. So that uh, so many Americans don't know other languages. Vic uh, speaks Croatian fluently. He has said something about problems. He yeah. said that this show that. Is, has no problems, and Justin is wonderful. Yeah, right. Because you speak any other languages other than retardo English. Speak <laughs> than retardo English. Thank you. <laughs> but he's not American. He's Croatian. Oh, but he, uh, you're first generation American, right? Uh, they said the first one off the boat is first. Okay. So my parents are first. I'm second. Okay. So second. See, so he didn't grow up in Croatia. He just knows the language. So I'm <laughs> saying, I'm just giving. You know, you're always complaining about the Americans and their lack. Lack of, uh, of, uh, see? Yeah. Lack <laughs> 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 of I mean? good uh, uh, words um, to put together and stuff. <laughs> and, and all that whole kind of a deal thing. Uh, yeah, I thought I'd help out there. Just trying to help us out. Vic's on our team, not yours. Yay. <laughs> 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 Which team is that? Out of the closet. And then, of course, Sean O'Sullivan is uh, Sean O'Sullivan. <laughs> he, he, he's, 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 not attention. He's, he's texting hold on a second let me wake him up Sean would you text in the close of the show for us <laughs> homebrew is a friend of mine yeah, <laughs> yeah. <I'm talking> <laughs> just try to do that for us okay uh, next week I think I, I have an um, unconfirmed confirmation oh, so that's pretty good with uh with denny khan i think it's going to do our batch sparge show next week everybody's been looking forward to that and uh following my disaster show uh it'll help to do a batch <laughs> that was sparge a self-imposed show. disaster <laughs> yeah so i think denny khan's going to come in uh if if not uh if i don't get him to confirm on, on next sunday he's going to be in uh, beginning of september he's going to so be in here we'll let you know that uh, he's going to he's going to do the call in thing oh, okay yeah yeah but he'll do the show in september but if, i think around. he said he could do it next week and and so that's going to sort it out so that's next week's show uh what else do i got coming up i got a lot of good things oh after that both of the white brothers yeah oh, and they're twins. Twins. Back. i wonder why they're up here band, right? the, yeah the white brothers <laughs> They're, they're twins. Hey, JB, you're on the air. What's up, brother? No, you're not in the air. Hey. He's not really there. Hey. Hey, what's the deal with the AC and the... Bur- and the He's pseudo there. You gonna, what's going on with that? What? With, in what? The AC in here. Well, I'm, I'm getting a nice breeze right coming off right, of me. The water is pointed right at you, Doc. Yeah. Didn't you install it, Doc? Yes, I did. Yeah, it's funny how it points right at your chair. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I meant to ask? What about our Brewing Network Jane hat? Yeah. I wore it once. Isn't it going to uh, Australia in September? I think it is. Yeah, it's going to Australia. It's also going to, like, Boston first, I think. It needs to go to Burning Man. It should go to Burning Man. Doesn't it come back smelling So let's put a thread on the form. (laughs) Yeah, I will. I just, you know, I will. Get off my back. <laughs> you don't know where the damn hat is. Hey, so so no, I got the hat. It's just so Chris, how was your uh, how was your trip over here, man? What do you think? Who cares? I do. No one gives a rat to us. <laughs> he, he just sent me twenty bucks. I'll split it with you if you let him talk. That wasn't a twenty. No, I want I want to hear a recap. He made it. He drove for five hundred miles just to yeah. get here. It was great. 
It was great. Left this morning at 9.30. And L- was listen to archives the whole way up? No, nah, I listened to a book on tape. Oh, damn. And I'll tell you why. I'm caught up. Oh, okay. I'm actually... And now you're making archives. It. Check that. That's got to be some kind of weird time continuum <laughs> thing, right? <laughs> it squishes this down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it squishes this <laughs> down. Yeah, no, I drove, up, I drove up and made it to the Trizzle Bizzle by 3 o'clock. Look at me, man. I yeah. That's right. You weren't there. I looked around. You weren't there yesterday either. And I for looked. The, for those of you who haven't been to More Beer, it's a trip, and it's getting bigger and bigger. The, they just took over like another two warehouses or something like yep. that. And where can you find More Beer online? Uh, <laughs> Morebeer.com. Trizzlebizzle.com? Should be. Morebeer.com. Morebeer.com. Did, did you get to check out the machine shop? Where yes. They off? took me over to James's place. I left a little note on his keyboard. Who was there? Were any of the famous uh, B3ers no. there? Well, I, I wouldn't know. The two people who were there who were, who were very... Very nice. Mm-hmm. I believe his name was Casey and Phil, and they took me around and showed me everything. Nice. It's awesome. That's Great. Very cool. cool. Yeah. Very nice. Roger, you're on the phone with the Brewcasters. How's it going, everyone? Okay. Is, this, is this Drake's Roger? This is Drake's Roger. Yeah. Oh, What's happening, brother? How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? We're doing all right. Just wrapping up the show here. Haven't seen you in a while. We're just yeah, it has been a while. I owe you some money, so I, I'm living running. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's fine. That's fine. I hear he's running a poker game here pretty soon. I think you want to get in on that. <laughs> Win some of your money back. Yeah. Are you? No, I, uh, I, I, I can get you some money this week, so uh, we'll have to. I'll talk to you off the air. But uh, no worries. <laughs> say hi to Vic and uh, Pussy Jack. Yeah. What's up, Roger? Do that. How's it going, man? Yeah, I'm I'm hurting for something out of a barrel. <laughs> what do you, what do you got going? Uh, we got many barrels going right now. Okay. How long are you in town? We only need one. Actually, I guess tomorrow morning I'm heading over to Doc's for a while and uh, have a wank in his brew house and then heading home. Yeah. It's like having a wet in a wet. <laughs> <laughs> no, you heard him right. It, it's, it's stainless. It cleans. It's pretty up. much what you did last weekend with him, right? <laughs> Don't you have a floor drain? Yes, I do. I was, at, I was out of town. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> hey, are I you the fifth on this one? Are you married yet, Roger? September 23rd. September 23rd. Yeah, you keep pushing that back or what? Yeah. <laughs> is that, has this gotten moved? I never said what year, right? Yeah. <laughs> you should do like that one weird couple did at the GABF and get married a few years ago. No, yeah, there's people who got married at the GABF. Oh, only, that. only if yeah. you win the gold. And you're yeah. up there in your no. moment. Bring her on up there and get hitched. They were If I ever, if they if were I ever get another gold, or. I'm going up and I'm bearing ass. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it, actually. I, yeah, I Do you have a goatee that. down there, too? Oh. <laughs> Are you going <gonna, laughs> <laughs> to say your vows just bend over for your butt? Fart your vows? <laughs> Where did it go? Just don't shart when you're on stage, all right? Oh. Everybody did. <laughs> Hey, Roger, I was at the store the other day. I was looking to buy an IPA, and uh, uh-huh. I saw your Drake's. Uh, it has the whole has all the red signs all over it, gold metal IPA. And you bought uh, the shoots, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I totally I passed it right over, man. It, it was just but, too flashy But I, the reason I'm telling you is because I felt really bad about it. Like, I, I bought the other beer, but I, but I felt real bad about it. But it almost makes me feel good that I have nothing to do on Sunday and I'm listening to your sorry asses. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Roger, you've got to start distributing that stuff down south more. Uh, I think we're going to get, we're, we're, we're looking to sign with the distributor down there, uh, I don't know, soon. Get but, on uh, it. Nice. Get on it. I got a bunch of... for me. Now, um, Vic, can you usually find a Drake's beer at the Bistro? Most always. We just had a Hefe and their Summit up. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, and their Summit Vic up. Vic is one of our, uh, Vic is one of our best customers. Nice. Well, he's the 
Good work. I love you, Roger. Oh, <laughs> See, he's in Scott's brew house right now. You oh, yeah. Good, good thing I got that floor drain. <laughs> yeah, I'm locking my doors tonight. <laughs> all right, Roger. Thanks for the call, brother. Right on. I hope to see you guys all next uh, next Saturday. Yes, sir. We'll it's see you then. At the, at the uh, IPA Fest at the Bistro. Next Saturday. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a different fest up in... Uh I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was about. To, don't worry, Vic. I was going to mute him. If he if he went farther than that, I told him he was going to say, "Oh, sorry, lost the call." Oh, damn. <laughs> what time does it start, Vic? Next Saturday, starting at noon. Starts at noon. They're shutting down the street. It's going to be a big party. It's uh, closing the it down. Ninth annual IPA festival at the fifty Bistro. different IPAs on tap. Drake's is one of them. City. Sean, you got your IPA on tap oh, there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. We'll see you there, Roger. Uh, cheers, guys. Bye, Roger. Roger. Very cool. Yeah, good stuff there. I'm, I'm sure uh, hey, you can't go wrong. 50-plus IPAs. Uh, Doc, I know that you're not the big IPA fan I that not. I am, but for me, you cannot go wrong with 50 IPAs in one spot. You know what I mean? What's the admission, Vic, so that people know what they're uh, getting into? Uh, for $20, you get a six-ounce commemorative glass and five taste tickets. And, five taste and then after that, they're a buck and a half a piece. Yeah. Not bad not at bad. all. It's a good deal. It's a good day. Pushy driving up again next Saturday. If I'd only known. <laughs> yeah. Man. You know it's three blocks from Bart. <laughs> <laughs> the new the new Lancaster Hayward line. <laughs> stumble, stumble, stumble. Get you right up here. Bullet train. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> go through right. blocks to Bart and then Bart will drive you home. Yeah. <laughs> we got some beer to drink, I think. At, yeah, uh, push brought us up some uh, some goodies from sent, he's sent all over beer the country. On us. No. <laughs> so we're gonna go and, uh, and I'm gonna have that. to call the wife back because I told her I wouldn't be here too late. Well, hey, I'm just getting this other oh, well, call. I, you should have known. Look at JB. JB. JB is trying to get through. JB, are you there? Yo, can you hear me? There he hey. is. Hey, hey, hey. What's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> <laughs> What's drink, motherfucker, drink. What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like he's in the toilet. He's lit. <laughs> JB, are you uh, calling uh, in for Drunk of the Week? Uh, I guess that, yeah. yeah. By default. JB, we, we owe you a thanks, don't we? Yes, we do. Oh, it's true that, right? So all this beer that you sent to Push, uh, that's what that's what it is, right? We're Push? swilling, baby. Half of this is from JB. Half yeah. of it's yeah. from JB. You Some fucking East Coast shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the stuff that made me moan, JB. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I made Daniela moan. You did? Yeah, no, it's You're Pam. the first guy. Pamela. Put that in your scrapbook. <laughs> 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 now you really hooked the brother up. You really sent a bunch of good beer. We got to thank oh, you for rockin'. that because now he's sharing it with us. You oh, got him so excited he drove 500 miles. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I only brought the bad stuff, too. Wow. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> Where do you get all the nice. stuff? Do you? Is there a local place by you that you can really get all these good bottles or what? Yeah, there's actually a few local places right by me, which is pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, we got some... Big places. It's just like they actually bring over a bunch of good West Coast beers too, besides the East Coast. So it's pretty good. And where are you at? Ah, uh, Boston. Boston. Okay. Boston, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Did they bring anything from the Twenty First Amendment over there? <laughs> no, that's what I'm hoping. I want to get some watermelon wheat. Yeah. <laughs> no. In cans. But they only bring good <laughs> beer over there, so you have to wait until you come out here. F you. <laughs> you know what it is? It's that Sean has this like thing. He's got this like this big head. No, he's got this marketing deal where he's like, um, 
I, you know, <laughs> if you don't make it so available, it's it's more in demand. There's more buzz around it. There you go. So supply like, and demand. Yeah, you don't just go ship. And and I'm saying this from a, from not because Sean's told me this. Uh, I've just sort of I'm checking it out. I'm sort of observing. But uh, if you want to take some marketing techniques about how to sort of get things rolling, you you get a beer that that everybody talks about, and then you don't let anybody have it. <laughs> so you're, you're thinking about maybe cutting your bandwidth down, like shut shut the show down for half the stream. I'm thinking of only letting in. Seven listeners per week, <laughs> and, and let those seven people talk to everybody else about how great it right, is. And just leak the archives. Out. Yeah. <laughs> Every other word, you know. It's just you know. Okay, you can have some, and you can have yeah. some. You guys get together you when you're switching together. servers. Yeah. In right. fact, next week's show, <laughs> exactly. switching servers. Next week's show is going to sound a lot like the drive-through at the Jack in the Box. See, that switching server thing—that's a marketing ploy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there was never any switch. <laughs> now there's just sympathy. We just, we just made you want to. Want more? <laughs> you know, one beer that nobody talked about on this whole show. Yeah. Uh, we're drinking a bunch of good stuff here, but we all got to have chocolate coconut stout mm. earlier. Yeah, oh. Doc from Doc. Yeah, it was good. It was unbelievable. Well, I, the thing was, it, it was it's the big rush right now. Everybody's talking about talking about new push was coming up, so I made sure I brought some up. Do you yeah. have any more of that left? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'll probably send one home with you. All right. Yeah, uh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely gonna brew that. Oh, yeah, it, it's just—it's a crowd pleaser. You posted the recipe. Yes, you put it I up. Yeah, awesome. it's up on the forum. Awesome. Doc got asked every seven and a half minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I, I think so. <laughs> and, and, the and then the server went down. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I got it all worked out. I'm gonna get put it on there, and it's like the damn thing won't let me put it. it won't, so you yeah. know, three four days later, I'm getting blasted with hey, put yeah. this thing up, put this yeah. thing up. Tell and you what, I'm gonna pull the server down right now. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been archiving today? Just to see what happens? You know. Pull that server down. So yeah, uh, brew it up. You'll have a lot of people just happy. That was great. Great beer. All right, JB. Thanks, brother. Hey man, can I real quick? Yeah. I just want to you know give props to Push for the fucking song. Push, it's it's good, right? Smoking song. Thanks. Yes, Finn and I put some time in on it. Thank you, man. Hell yeah, man. I'm a musician too, so you know that's good shit. I like the right on, right on. Thank you. Fuck yeah. And um, I actually real quick, if you don't, if you don't care, no, I got this. uh, I got an influence this weekend from him, and I uh, I wrote a little poem. Okay. Know. Oh, it could be all right. Turn into music. Here we go. It, it's you know it, it's a it's about actually like you know because I'm single and there's a bunch of married guys out there who don't get pussy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. You know what I mean? Sure. Because they're getting it from you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so Push's song inspired you to write this. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? You know, okay. it's, it sort of relates to the brewing. Okay, you know what I mean. All, All right. right, beautiful. Go so, ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to spill this out. I'm wasted. <laughs> <laughs> the floor is yours, my wasted exactly. friend. All right, so uh, here we go. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Oh yeah. My night started out just right, her pitch rate perfect and rising to the occasion. I knew it was time to heat her water and strike like a tiger from 152 different angles. Her mesh was a bit thick, but thank God, free of dough balls. So I had no complaints and began to sanitize her buckets and take a little break. After a thorough cleaning, it was time to check her mesh. Indeed, it was dead on, sticky and hot. Oh. <laughs> I even tasted it and thought, this is no oyster stout, but a fine pale ale that I will not complain about. <laughs> the spodging finally finished, and for one second she seemed diminished. 
It was soon seen as a lie, as I boiled faster than JP, figuring out that he's bi. <laughs> so I whipped out my hops and tossed them in her ward. And I knew it was easy for her to take as she screamed, Heartbreak! If only his hops were bigger, was her wish. So I turned her over and gave her the old, old Young's double chocolate starfish. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, that's it. Alright. Hey, hey, JB, you are a poet, mister. Hey, hey, can you do me a favor, Uh, please, real quick, JB? Can you go, man? Hey, Mr. Carter. Yeah. <laughs> Up your nose with the rubber hose. In case you guys didn't know, this is the Andrew Dice Clay of brewing. Yeah. Right oh, bam. <laughs> you gotta watch out for the big ones, because they'll throw you. JB. Goddamn, man. Awesome, brother. A rocking deal. <laughs> what even? What even? Uh, consuming all night. Um, actually, I started out on a uh, stone Russian Imperial Stout, twenty-two ounce. All right, that was pretty good. And then I uh, just brewed up a uh, raspberry fucking ale, seven percent. <laughs> good enough. So I, I've been down. Da- I, did- I just tapped the keg tonight, and I've been down in it. Says that on the label. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I yeah. <laughs> JB's raspberry fucking ale. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think he gets drunk of the week. JV, thanks, brother. Right. I, I, oh, what's up with the conical thing? Actually. Oh, you, oh you, uh, won, you won, man. Uh, you <laughs> know that? It's yours. I, I was writing a poem for the conical. Yeah. It's yours. Done. Hey, it's there. No, hey. I got to do a whole... I, I'm still making up the rules. The conical is a complicated thing because it's a, it's a cool it's giveaway. Conical. And uh, mm-hmm. we're, trying to, we're, we're trying to really get the most out of it. So you got to give me a little time on that. But uh, it, it, I will post and, and announce and everything. It's coming up soon. Awesome. All right, brother. Thanks, JB. All right, man. Take care, man. Later on, Check dude. you guys later. All right. See you, JB. JB. That was smoking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even rhymed and everything. It's somebody else calling in. Oh, my God. I got like eight calls. You know what? Here. That's cool because I don't have to pee right now. <laughs> I think I had a... It's all about you, dog. It is. And when you pee, you talk about your unit. We figured that one out earlier, <laughs> didn't we? I, in, in different terms, but yeah, it's my unit. Bub, you're on the air with the Brewcasters. Oh, Bub. Bub, you're back. Hey, I think <clears throat> I may not win the... Drunk and or bong of the week after uh, JB there. Yeah. You know what? You called first time stone cold sober. That's right. I that's have pretty... a feeling that's not the case anymore. All right. Well, okay. no. We're I counting on it. I, plus, the beauty of laptops and wireless internet, I'm on the can. Oh, <laughs> fuck. How's your unit? Uh, hanging. <laughs> all right. Can, all right, can you work on, up? Uh, just slow down. Uh, all of you guys whoa, slow down. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're, not, you're not like touching water. <laughs> Listen. Uh, no. Vic, I got to give a disclaimer. It's your first time doing the show with us. <laughs> I'm afraid you've never heard it before. And uh, it's not always uh, quite... It's a little crazy, but it's not usually as bad. <laughs> I kept a rule. I'll never talk to someone else when they're on the can, all right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good rule, right? Yeah. This is not right. Let the guy grunt. Yeah, by himself. leave it alone. Another vote for the genius. Board. Dump it. <laughs> right Dump the kids in the Same. pool. Get up and call back. That's hey, right. Look. You're in Vegas. What's next to the phone? Or what's next to the toilet? A phone. A phone. Yeah. Always. No other place. Vegas. Next to the toilet, there's a phone. Why? I'm not gonna miss the show, man. <laughs> All right, I'll show. give you that. That's dedication. Yeah, I'll talk uh, what about. happens if you got to get up and get a beer? 
What are you going to do? You can, I bet you got the ice chest right next to the toilet. No. The, the, the tub is filled with ice? I'll leave the Cosby kids at the pool. I'll yeah. head over there. Oh, come back. Flag on the play. Oh, yeah. Cosby kids, come on. Not like you never heard that one before. Yeah, <laughs> Listen to this guy. I'm San Francisco. Dropping the Browns <laughs> off at the Super Bowl. <laughs> All right, Bub. Is well, that it? You're out of your mind, aren't you? Don't. Are you gonna Are you gonna say the the link to the store, or are we gonna sit here and uh, monkey jerk each other until we uh... the store? <laughs> the store dot com. No, well, you're like you're like Colonel Kurtz up no, no, the no, river no. right now. You're out of your mind. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna say the link to the store because what's there's this crazy thing that you can do, and you can actually put it on your website. People click it, and it goes right there. No. So, right, or you could get the audience now because you're no. a lazy fuck and it'll take a week. <laughs> I'm not. I just, I'm nervous about it because if it goes up and, and you fucked it up, bub, then I got to get the emails for the next two weeks. Right, it's I, only I got, emails. I got one thing to say about the store. Make bub happy. I gave, him, I gave him a, um, uh, uh, just a cookie cutter store. Just like right off, you know, it's like type in like Bub's I, things and you've got a store. <laughs> Alright, nobody cares. What is this? Lord this of the Rings? Ass You're like giving us a, the... He actually made it look good. So, I mean, you actually did some work on this motherfucker. Get out there and do it. Nice. I mean, if I shit on it, I shit on it. Deal with it. Come on. Get You're on. doing it. that now, so what's the difference? This is like every long film I've ever seen. <laughs> hey, Bub. JB <laughs> called up with a haiku, man. What do you got? I got he's the, he's taking a shit yeah, while he talks to us. Two feet of cable <laughs> being laid. What do you want? What, what do you want? want? <laughs> so I got nine inches, no rest marks. Bob, I gotta go. This is just deteriorating. Hey, Bob, yeah. I thought I thought you only took dumps in airports. Right. Thank you, Bob. Oh God. Have a, hey, Bye. We'll catch you later. Good Lord. <laughs> I don't know who it's harder to keep a handle on, the callers or Doc. <laughs> Doc's competing. I, you know, I'm just feeding off of them. <laughs> when are you going to get full? I think <laughs> I think the real question is, is Vic ever coming back? Yeah. That's why I had to give that disclaimer. Like, no, we're going to his house next. I'll tell you what, we've done a lot of uh, uh, crazy shows like this where we get guests in and, and they have no idea what they're, they're like, in store for. This is the first time that I felt the need to give a disclaimer to the to our guest. To hey, kind of say, like, come on back. Hang in there, buddy. It gets better. <laughs> the Friday shows aren't even this crazy. And besides, Sean brought him. He's going to dig all the flack anyway. <laughs> all right. We're out of here, huh? Uh, hopefully next week it's going to be Denny Con. I'm still going to try to confirm that. Uh, website seems to be functioning properly again, so I'll be able to post all the shows again up there. Uh, the store's coming, guys. I just, uh, I guess if Bub fixed it today, I'll put a little note about how to uh, find the credit card. Everybody will be fine, and you can all buy shirts until they sell out. Groovy. Right? That's a, uh, there's, push. There's uh, a store. Stick up, like they're all right there, right? Push, I'm not lying. There's a bunch of merch right here. There's a ton of shirts and looks like hats, too. Uh, no, those are different. Okay. Are those like Oz's that you haven't sent him yet? No, no, no. Yeah, it's highly like, no, those are giveaways. Jock straps. Ah. Yeah, those are our, our, our giveaways. So. Did you give away anything today? No, but we were supposed to give away if somebody could have picked the weight of Virgil's sack. Virgil's, Virgil's package. But did anybody, was there any guesses in there? There were some guesses, but none of them were correct. Okay. We'll do it again next year. You lose week. then. We got, a, we got like a year to give that one away because it's for, if it's for next year's competition. Uh, which by the way reminds me to say congratulations to everybody who won medals. Uh, one of our, our listeners actually says that, uh, is it Robo? Rubo? Mm-hmm. Actually won more, uh, than, than Verge did. Wow. So. Caller, you're on the air. 
on the air right now. You're right now. Yeah, you went straight through, buddy. Bubs? You, you, don't forget the wipe. You called the express lane. Talk. I called the express lane to get the express service, huh? That's right. What's happening, brother? Hey, not too much. I was trying to call. I thought D would answer my call, but I didn't want to hear you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Say something, dude. <laughs> Say something what? what? On the air. Who is I love that. It? Actually, I like that. Hold on, Why are you calling? Well, I'm just trying to call. All right. All right. Trans, you want me to put you on hold so you can talk to Daniela? Well, you said I was on the air, so that's a downgrade. <laughs> <laughs> that's a downgrade. All right. I gotta go. You downgrade. Thank you for the call, Trans. Hey, don't do this to me. <laughs> is, it, is there anything pertinent that needs to be said? Yes, I have a big penis. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Trans. Good lord. <laughs> It's, uh, what, wow. what did we do? You know what it was? It's that we started out the show just like in a madhouse. It's all jokes and everything, and it's just progressed from there. No, no, actually, we got into some good content in the middle, and then it deteriorated at the end. You know, I'm not saying there wasn't good stuff. I just mean it was the start of the show that's it was, led. It was kind of a football. It's led we to the end of the show. Small at one end, big in the middle, and small again. I don't want to breeze over this. I said it just <laughs> before uh, uh, that call came through. R- Robo? Rubo? Uh, one of our users actually says that he took more gold medals even than Verge did in the competition. Four first medals and one second. He entered eight beers and, and, and won medals with uh, did he enter five his, of them. He entered his BN? And he entered his BN, I Hey, think. family. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, congratulations to everybody who won the competition. Thank you to everybody for sending in your beer to that. You uh, not only helped the Southern California Homebrew Championship, you obviously helped the Brewing Network, and that's what I was asking of you guys. And then when you get your results in the mail and you get all those judging score sheets, you will have helped yourself, and that's cool, too. So thanks for push for coming 500 miles just to hang with us. How's it been? Yeah, that's that's pretty strong. I, I'd do it again any day. That's great. Do you think push looks like please say kind of? He is a little like, please say. He's gonna to be him. he's gonna be chicken boy. Like when chicken boy in like twenty <laughs> years, he's gonna look too. just like push. You're like chicken push. Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I I, I want to point something out. <laughs> of course Just, you do. Justin <laughs> always, yeah, of course. Uh, Justin, you always cut everybody's name down. He's push eject. Yeah. You call him push. Yeah. You uh, know what has to be done. You you, you do. Yeah, and like I'm Doctor Scott. You cut me down to Doc. To Doc. It's true. JP as well. JP. Yeah, you can't but cut that more, down much. I'm already packing pretty pretty small amounts. But so you got you know. It's funny. You like to shorten everybody down to make it's it familiar. It is. It's a familiar. It's got to be one syllable. Yeah. It's, you gotta, it's a familiar. I'll tell you what. You know what I tend to do also though. It also goes uh, the other way because if it's if you already have a one syllable name, sometimes I like to make it two syllables, and that adds famili- familiarity there. Yeah. Like Doxter. You see what I mean? <laughs> Doxter. Yeah. So, well, but, yeah, like code writing fool is just code. It's just code or fool. Yeah, uh, and, but, but it was like you know, floof was floofa. Well, when you're when you're <laughs> in a fa- when you got your family and you're around with the family, like uh, you, nobody call. It, there's no full names in a family, right? If there yeah. is, somebody's in trouble. So you use the uh, familiar names. Well, there's very few people that call me Scotty. Yeah, that, that are, have still living. See, I would never. So. Yeah, <laughs> they're still living. Yeah, I wouldn't even think you're. You're. You know what? Instead, you don't even look or behave like a Scotty. I can't no, ever call no. you Scotty. Scotty. It's Doc. No, no. It's, it's my Scotty. older. Si- my older sister is about the only. See, one. even now, I'll, I'll give you an example of the t- of the. If if it's a one syllable name, it's got to go to two. I don't call Sean Sean because it's t- it's already one syllable. So Sean's O'Sully. 
Like it's got to go. It goes. If it's already one syllable, it has to be increased. If it's two syllables, it's got to be diminished. Shano, I call him Shano. See, these I like, are the yeah. I like You got to add Shano as a good because you're oh, Sully a, adding a syllable. It makes it more familiar. Yeah. Uh, you know, Professor Bighead. What is up with this big head? <laughs> Sorry, I gave him that ball. I got a he big did. head. <laughs> it's, it's not that big. It's just like one and a half. Daniela, tell Sean that his head is Your head is fine. You see, Daniela says your head is She's going to say hey, anything right now. <laughs> Justin, we got to throw props out there to Sven. Although we didn't come, he had a really good reason. Okay. Is the last week his son was born. Ah, oh, right. Yeah, okay. his wife, went. Well, bro- her water broke on lunch meat. Oh, right. While he was she on was the laughing so hard or... <laughs> <laughs> the show's that good. Yeah. Let's face it. So, okay. Cheers. Sven, thank you for the song. Sorry you couldn't make it up. Congrats on the new kid, and I hope it's not ugly. What else do you want? <laughs> Although it probably is. Though. Yeah. <laughs> if it's early, it's ugly. Vic, you got kids? <laughs> yeah, hoping it had a small head. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Sean been? Vic, you got kids? Yeah, I got a nine and a ten-year-old, Sydney and Vito. They're great. Do you? Yeah. Are their heads shiny? No, they got really beautiful heads. At nine and ten, they got hair now. <laughs> beautiful heads. Yeah, he's admiring the shape of your skull. <laughs> well, thanks for taking time away from the fam. That's that's uh, always appreciated. You had a, what an hour and a half drive to get here. Uh, the traffic because of the traffic. Yeah. All right, we're going to serve you some good beer afterwards. Sounds great. To make up for Thanks again. Thanks a lot, Justin. Uh, go to the Bistro, the-bistro.com to check it out. I played his commercial at the beginning of the show, so you archive listeners, you can check that out. And yeah. uh, you can also hear his spots on 106.9 Free FM every week on the Free FM show because Vic's been nice enough to uh, support us there as well. Get on that newsletter, too. He's got a newsletter. Yeah. You can sign up for it on the-bistro.com and, and check that out. Thanks to Sean O'Sullivan. Uh, always a, a, a huge help to the Brewing Network and... Uh, I don't know how he texts me. Like to have though. you uh, help me co-host the show. So good work today on the free FM yeah, it was show. A lot of fun today. It was a good time to. We fucked up because we didn't bring beer. No, we that f- was kind of dumb. We but, both you know, forgot the beer. Um, the dry show. Oh, yeah, not good dry we show. We should have talked to Roger. Maybe he could have brought us a beer. Uh, That's true. By the way, Roger, I love you, Daniela. <laughs> your board operator probably hated you after yes, that. Yes, my dear. Nice work today. You too. Hey Pam. Good show out of you. Good show. You're fading away fast. I'm going to go and make you guys some dinner now. Nice. Nice. Really? You did. Eat some Not food. Not for you. That's the, best. <laughs> That's the best part. <laughs> All right. So I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm going to finish today with uh, Push's song, the new yeah. theme song. And then, of course, uh, Pale Ale is, is not being booted. Please do not think that I'm doing that by any means. I'll play it afterward. And uh, I think Pale Ale is still our outro, but... Um, uh, the new uh, five o'clock from Push and Sven yeah. is our new theme, so oh. we'll just uh, use those in. in should in, we play it at five? In junctions, called yeah. five. So, uh, yeah, maybe we should. All right, thanks. Five oh five. Long show today, everybody. Thanks for yeah. sticking around with us. Please check out the Bistro, the dash Bistro dot com. Yeah. Vic was nice enough to come in here, and I hope he's going to come back even after all <laughs> the uh, antics that we had today. But I had a good time. It was a fun show. Yeah, and it was. Appreciate no, everybody and all the phone calls. <laughs> yeah, all right, it's, it's definitely like, like free beer with uh, musicians. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week, kids. Thanks. Sunday night, five o'clock rolls around. What's that sound? The voice of the brewing underground. I rush home. What's with the Abacast stream? Goddamn, it's almost time. Why don't you work? Fucking thing, it's 502. I reboot. Asshat iTunes. I hope Justin made the free FM commute. I'm on. Thank God, not a moment too soon. Holy shit, I just got booted out of the chat room. I won't back, motherfucker, when you do your risk. And O2, I'll hail the fuck Jay-Z. Do like he told you. Do what he 
again, hit that fucking whirlpool by the roaster. Sometimes I don't, and I won't bitch more than a little bitch. Why, I love that sweet shit that likes my that arrow bitch. Damn, my beast will not move, and fucking booth being rude. Boom, that goes the blow off through, and fuck this old chat room. I want out, Justin Chef, that goes my chocolate stout. And I never wanna hear the word run high, skip about. I give up, 50G, why don't you push eject me? I'm screaming Gucci when G pushes me off the screen. Jamil, JP, Johnny G, I can't think, I can't think, but then I hear Doc's little voice in my ear. And no one understands a word Daniela says Either biscuit the pit bull or code right in full We'll sniff your crack if you got the Jane hat Do like Excel, where's my hat? Go dip pound mat, bet trans in a little fat And lunch me some grass ass And what about Crash Rock? He's more than just down the block And then there's homegrown cops He's missing just like us No, I don't know, I can't see, I can't see But then I hear Doc's little voice in my ear screaming Who's gonna be out in the desert with me? I could have mixed it with chocolate and vagina. It still wouldn't help. Drink! Pale ale is a friend of mine, and I sure like good barley wine. Chocolate porter, cherry stout, don't you know what I am talking about? Don't you give me that American crude, boys, I want a real homebrew. Homebrew, don't you really love it? Homebrew, can't get enough of it. Homebrew, it blows my mind. I love homebrew all the time. Yeah, I think I have that well, I have the one right now.
of a day. A bark will do me when the skies are gray. I'll take a Belgian crew any time. And the women say it's been lamb big fun. But don't you give me that American crew. Boys, I want a real homebrew. Homebrew, don't you really love a better homebrew? Can't get enough of it. Homebrew, it blows my mind. I love homebrew all the time. Yeah, I think I'll have it. Well, I'm the one right now. Love of that home brew, can't get enough of it. Home brew, it blows my mind. 